Hey, hey y'all. y'all! And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey y'all. y'all. It's Misty. It's Bonnie. And Erin. And hey, I got it this time. Hey. <laughs> This week's episode is uh, a little different. It's a little bit. It's the Misty Birthday Show. (laughs) It is the Misty Birthday Show. (laughs) It is indeed. I am turning 30 in a couple days and I don't know how I feel about it. So instead, we're going to eat cake, talk about our 30s, and then talk about D&D. So because at least one of those things is going to make me happy. (laughs) So. I hope it's maybe two. not aging. <laughs> Depends on how the cake is. I don't know yet. I'm wondering if we should record this follow-up to <laughs> National Lampoon's stupidity. I have kind of a follow-up because uh, <clears throat> uh, I was talking, well, there's two ways that I got this information. My friend that still works at the evil job. Okay. You'll you'll enjoy this co- part of the conversation that I had with her, and when it, like it's just funny because I found out that uh, a couple of reps still have my name in their signatures. <laughs> okay, it's it'll be eleven months in a week. <laughs> like I haven't been there, for- and I still okay. have her name and title and email uh-huh. in their signature. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, why? <laughs> oh. And then um, my friend was talking to someone who'd been there less than two months before I quit. And this is how what she's, this is what Lene said about that conversation. She goes, I just got off the phone with Jean. uh, And she said, when you worked here, our system was flawless and how much she misses me. And I'm like, she misses me. (laughs) I was there. (laughs) I'm telling you, it might've been six weeks, maybe by the, you know, like. And two of those weeks was like me getting ready to bounce. And, and I'm like, Mrs. Me? How? how? Why? And, and why is like she hardly so worked with me. <laughs> yeah. But for her to specifically say that, like, I miss Aaron and how it worked. And I'm like, okay, fine. But then. Well, what, um, what kind of shit show has it been since, you know, you've been gone? Apparently a lot. Apparently a lot. Wow. And then uh, Lene also said that she was talking to Crystal, who's also actually quite nice. She's because she's one of the uh, the staff people, not one of the reps. Yeah. And she goes, um, Lene was talking to Crystal. She says, uh, we were saying how hard you worked and how they made you feel like shit. And I'm like, yes. It's like, <laughs> really? Yes. <clears throat> and she goes, you're the literal definition of you never know what you have till it's gone. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for stroking my ego this week. (laughs) It's glad other people have realized this. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It just took a while. Um, But then um, in uh, true, just completely unaware of themselves style. uh, So they have an annual meeting every year um, that, of course, the staff (laughs) doesn't get to go to. But they all get they all get drunk and hook up at the annual meeting. Lovely. You don't, you don't shit where you eat. Oh, they do. Um, <laughs> but then, and then, so Janice was the only one that like acknowledged that I was leaving. Like she took me to dinner mm-hmm. with Lene, you know. So like that was nice. So she's the only rep that I still have any contact with at all, right? Because she could be nice. 
But anyway, so she posted this story from, I'll show you too, Ani. I don't know if you can see it, but it's from a dinner at the annual meeting. And Fancy I'll read you looking? This. Yeah, exactly. It's exp- Oh, it's expensive. Trust me. It's the most expensive they could get a reservation for. Well, they go Roots, Chris? <clears throat> No, Carson's, Carson's I have no idea, but that looks, it looks swanky, don't it? It says, we are not in our business for the recognition, but getting recognized for our impact efforts and successes with the financial plans we create for our clients sure is an added plus. And I'm like, y'all think that you're really just doing everybody this huge service, but you're all sitting there counting your money, counting your bonuses, like, because you're hitting these, you're getting recognition, like bullshit. It's well, a pyramid scheme. It really is. It, but it's like a legal one. <laughs> <sighs> but like they act, like Misty, have you seen the boys at all? Uh, some of it. I tried watching it when it first came out and it was really bad. So it was, un- it's unsettling, but you know how Homelander, every time he comes and saves somebody, <laughs> saves somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes, no, you guys are the real heroes. That's what this sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's like the most self-serving <clears throat> bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And they never pass that on down to the staff. The staff never gets to go to annual. Um, yep. it's, it's just like, but I, I just, when I saw that, I sent it to Lene so fast because like, <laughs> and she goes, yeah, all those people are, you know, they're type A personalities that love the recognition and the praise yeah. and Stroke my ego. Stroke my ego. Of course. Of course. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Really horrible. (laughs) Right? Yeah. No, you guys don't work there anymore. Seriously. But I don't have any, clearly don't have any emotional damage. Not at all. (laughs) No, no. From a bad work experience, please. No. Not on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was was my little rant, just because it was like, just so... So typical. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, I, I haven't decided whether or not it's, uh, if I'm neutral to it, if I'm just ignoring it entirely, or if I'm going to have an existential crisis in the next five minutes. So. So let's talk about something that'll make her happy. <laughs> it's like, holy I'm going shit. existential crisis. Let's see no. it happen. <laughs> now that'll just be me laying in the on the floor in the background. So, like, that's not all that entertaining. So Since this isn't a visual uh, medium. <laughs> True. Fair point. <laughs> you can take a screenshot of me laying in the background and just post it on the Instagram. <laughs> this is what it feels like to turn thirty. That would look uh, good on the merch, right? <laughs> just just, just a headstone with me. my name on it. Like that's all it's gonna be. Just speaking. Just a, here's of, a pillow to cry into. Speaking of our merch, it's coming out pretty soon. Very soon. Very soon. Uh, I don't think we actually settled on a date for it No, we did not. We just, we said we're going to do it, and then I made the announcement, and that's it. (laughs) Erin, you want a sneak peek at our merch? She's pulling it up right now. Oh, I love it. Uh, (gasps) The pillow's so cute. My products, show all products collections, or is it my products? It's where the next to the home button it says product uh, products. You should just be able to click on products. Because I see four results, and it's the pillow. The Why tumbler. don't I just share my screen and I'll show that it? Works yeah, that would work too. Oh, I see. Is that my Furby? That's yeah, your Furby. 
so we've got work horror stories stuff we've got uh, there's more than just this for furby merchandise but it's mm -hmm. on both all of our tote bags have images on both sides just for the record we've got mugs shirts sweaters keychains by the way it is. the shirt doesn't have to come in this color or the style whatever one you see like you can click on it it'll give you color and all the options like, styles cool. options so like if it shows you a sweater you can still get it in a t-shirt no. and vice versa oh she um, showed me the devil picture it's right there the devil picture yeah <laughs> sweet fields by the way you could also get sweet fields in a poster format that's a do poster that just stickers. for that poster stickers and a shirt yeah, stickers stick okay that might be funny <laughs> do you come in sheets of like 40 so you will have a lot of stickers and just um, put them in traumatizing places i mean she did missy did tell me to do that to you just like when you're not home just go to your room just put sweet fields oh everywhere <laughs> For the record, I did say a little more than that because I said you could get it in so many different products. You can get it shirts, comforters, pillows, blankets, <laughs> doormats, curtains. <laughs> just Everything like one day when you were gone, just to replace your whole room with sweet fields. Just put it all um, over my windows from the outside. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. No. That was like you can get it in curtains, you are like devious. just, but it just all kinds of things. Notebook? Oh no, now you're tempting me with stationery. Yeah, we have a notebook. Yeah. You can get sweaters. Like, we've got the planetary deer stuff. We've got That's castles so of poor people. We've got, um, and there's lots of tote bags. You can get pillows, uh, the Furby notebook, the Furby uh, <gasps> sticker yeah. sheets, different kinds of shirts for it, our logo, more tote bags, and stuff like that. So, we've got 34 pieces of merchandise that are coming out. So what they're telling you is they're spending my money quite frivolously yep. right now. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I really want this tote bag. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. And the back is this. <laughs> is this lovely, the lovely cup. The castles and poor people and planetary. The castles and poor people. Yeah. My, I love the tote bag because it has the castles and poor people on one side and like the cup on the other. And I really, like I was telling Ani, I really just wanted to wear the castles and poor people and the planetary deer merchandise into my old planetary deer. Yeah. You know, like I just wanted to walk in there with it on there and just wait and see how long it takes for them to notice that's what it says and just feel really vindictive and good about it. So, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but we've got all kinds of uh, stuff, variety of a little bit of everything for everyone. So guys, girls and all kinds of stuff so you guys can love uh, it enjoy yeah so that'll be uh that'll be interesting that'll be coming out um i don't know if we've decided on a date it might be out by the time this episode airs who knows it who knows it's we we, we, we <laughs> run on whims it's like who knows not us not <laughs> so, us powered by reason. adhd <laughs> like there's powered a reason yeah, there's like a reason that our uh, images about the merchandise just says coming soon when it doesn't have a date. So, uh, because we don't know. <laughs> so, it'll be out soon. Uh, whenever we decide, I'll just, it's, it's the only thing left to do is just unhide all the items. So, <laughs> it's literally open shop. <laughs> literally. Pretty much. It, it is. It's like a button that much. says make public. Yeah, pretty much. And just like, we. So, and then uh, in the future, we'll be releasing merchandise and batches. Um, we already have, like, the next couple of batches actually planned out. At least the next one's pretty planned out. Um, yeah. But that one won't happen for a little while, so you guys can enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, so go take part, enjoy, uh, represent all of the wild and weirdness that you guys have seen <laughs> from our podcast, and uh, have fun. <laughs> 
So yes, the whole point is to have fun with this, especially so, and earn some crazy looks out in public, right? That's yes, half the fun. That's half the fun, especially if you really read the details on that planetary deer cup. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, I like you. The, the trauma. Yeah, definitely. Not, with an extra shot of danger. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> my planetary deer experiences are forever documented and should be probably be under the horror category of podcasts. <laughs> or, sure, real life uh, crime. <laughs> it's a tr- we're a true crime podcast for those three episodes. <laughs> a true and somehow legal crime, right? Yeah, in some aspects, some of it was legal, some of it wasn't. So. <laughs> Just like, that we were somehow expected to put up with that shit. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> so, that's, that's I totally want to deal with, you know, some random guy swinging around like an eight-foot chain over uh-huh. a spilled bottle of wine. Imported mm. mm. German wine, too. Well, at least he had good taste. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. It's just like, well, at least you have good taste. You're not a great person, but you've got good taste. So, uh, so true of so many people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess we should start off by talking about our 30s and turning 30. And uh, both of you are have already ventured into this unknown land of 30s. Yep, I've I've got two years on all you people. <laughs> How do you like it? You know, it's not bad. I actually right. like my 30s compared to my 20s. That's fair. I mean, the physical aspect is I need a nap more than I did when I was in my 20s, but mm. uh, I don't sleep at nights. <laughs> but, o- <laughs> but overall... But she likes it. <laughs> but uh, I like where my head's at at 30. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's uh, fair, Where definitely. my wallet's at at 30. Not, ha- not totally happy with the wallet, but yeah. a lot better than it was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. happier about like the mental headspace. Mm-hmm. It's it is. I will say, mental head headspace has been getting better over the decades. Mm-hmm. Like my teens is probably what it was worst, and then well, yeah, castles and mm-hmm. more people was a, a traumatic seven years. Uh, <laughs> so maybe like really bad around like my my mid teens improved for a little while and then really decreased in the years <laughs> I was in castles and poor people, and then it, it's it's slowly gotten better again so mm-hmm. it's you, you start reaching the level of i literally give zero fucks about anything yeah which is when but you like, start in a healthy way not in a i can't be bothered to care about literally anything ever kind of a way yeah mm-hmm. there's yeah. a there's a how do i want to put it it's kind of a gracious acceptance like where you're just like very zen it is what it is like we'll deal with it as it comes. Like I'll have my mental breakdown over a pen falling at the wrong moment in a meeting in about five minutes, and then it's we're, we're over it. Yeah, it, <laughs> for me that's the medication talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the automatic calm down. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. That's yeah, fair. I, I I've been thirty for about 11 months so literally five days before i turned 30 i started my new job so i was still like in the um the bad headspace from the other one like don't hit me but uh you know this job is so much better the people are so much better people actually do their fucking jobs it's kind (laughs) of it's beautiful um and it makes me more money um that's always important so like my mental health has been getting 
steadily better, but it's been co- it's been directly coinciding with this new job. So it's fair. Been, so far, it's been good. It's the right turnaround. Yes, that's fair. I I will say, like mental health has definitely gone up since leaving councils and poor people, and oh, yeah. it, it's gotten it's gotten a little better now that I don't work at like the first university job, second university jobs definitely better. Mostly just because it, I make way more money at this one than I did at the last one. So, but then and again, you're mostly at home. You're certainly yeah. at home for the most part. Yeah. So, like the uh, the first like four or five months which was in person with the uh, my first university job mm-hmm. hated that like that was mm-hmm. a different kind of hate that like these people were so clicky like these so fuck like they were a family and they called nope. each other well this is the mom and i'm the oh. like, I'm the sister and this is the aunt and like these are our kids and i'm just like yeah it was really fucking weird and like let me tell you my first experience at castles and poor people in orlando was my cafe manager looking at me and telling me I didn't interview you, so I don't know how well you're going to fit in here, right? So my one of my first experiences with this first university job is just like them explaining their weird family dynamic for me, like to me, and they'll be like, "Well, we haven't figured out where you're going to fit yet." So it's just like, okay, well, that's that's straight up telling you you're going to be the redheaded stepchild that they're going <laughs> to shit all and i fully was like let me tell you because slowly everybody that a lot of the people that like the heavy involved in the family thing a lot of them left while i was there and which was great for me because like the main because like there were two people who were probably in their one was in their like their upper 30s and the other one was in like her mid to late 40s early 50s and all that Mm -hmm. and then the other ones were about my age and the ones that were about my age were the ones that were leaving for other things. And what the one that was like super involved in it, she left. And once she left, like it just kind of plummeted really fast with the involvement into it. And I'm like, thank God. And I was really glad we were getting like new people in who were not into it either. And I'm like, yes, because holy shit, That's good. what the fuck is this? Cause I hated it. It was weird. And then, well, you know, like, that meme about like, if they say we're a family, get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it was really, <laughs> it was really, okay. really bizarre. Like they had a very weird, like click family thing. And like, there were two families technically. And like, cause one, Ew. yeah. And it's just like, well, one was, they were like, the moms were like sisters or whatever. And then they're like, these were our kids. And like, these, this is the aunts and like, it was really bizarre. I'm, I'm so uncomfortable hearing this. What is yeah, this it, Romeo and Juliet bullshit? Like the I two don't, families. It was in Fair Verona. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yeah, my, my and one of them was like, because like, there was like it's the Brady the, bunch. Yeah, <laughs> the Brady bunch. There was like the grandmother, and then like she had like the two kids, and like they had kids and everything, and then there was like Why? the aunts, and like yeah, and it was just really. Guys. really really weird and it really weirded me out but they were super fucking into it and like one of the two team the two team leads were the like mm. two moms or whatever that were supposed to be like sisters and one of them was my team lead and she was she was cool like i didn't really have any issues with her but the other one was a fucking psycho i swear to <laughs> god she was the one that was like really gung-ho like into all of it but did these people um, run around going mommy sissy yeah Oh, Ew. No. Mm-hmm. She's oh, like, where's no. my daughter? Where's my mom? And it's just, yeah, it was, yeah. Did it was these really people weird. not actually have to work that they could spend <laughs> this much time buying into this psychosis? I don't know. But it was, I was, when we were told we were going to work from, like, I only spent like four or five months, like, actually in the office, for which I was glad, uh, before we started working from home for like the next two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, thank God. 
once I learned I didn't have to be in an office with these people anymore, so excited. Because mm-hmm. they were fucking weird. And I don't hesitate to say that. It was a it was a good move for me going there from castles and poor people because for one thing nobody yelled at me like the whole time I was there which was amazing. Okay. <laughs> nobody threatened my life or anything like that. It's just like step okay, up, step it's up. A huge, it was also a huge pace. Like, look, I at the first university job I only made twenty thousand dollars and that was almost double what I was making at the other place. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, get paid much more here at my new university job but like uh my first university job was only twenty thousand dollars so then I'm, yeah then i was just like and that was a huge step up from castle i wasn't even like low level castles and poor people because i was the department lead for there and i yeah i yeah it was really it was really bad so uh, yeah. i got a, when i got a promotion after being there for like five years i got the promotion in the cafe lead and all of I, what 50 cents uh 72 <laughs> 72 Ooh. cents i didn't even get a dollar raise and i'm just like cool i haven't been running the cafe for the last six months why our manager's been out or anything like that but you know sure i'll take 72 cents that's fine so what does that equal like 0.001 percent of the cost of living yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, because I I made at the end, I think it was eleven dollars. That was it. So yeah, for forty hours a week. So that was great. That was great. That's yeah, disgusting. Yep. So we lived in the really shitty part of town for a reason. So no, though. Again, if you listen to the '90s trivia episode we just recorded, you're gonna think I haven't moved because there is a whole police chase scene that I was witnessing live in in that episode. So y'all yeah. have fun with that. And I was uh, I was narrating in my. Uh, mm-hmm. We interrupt your regular programming for this narrative. Yeah, <laughs> one moment we're just answering trivia questions, and the next moment I'm just like, shh, shh, shh and then I have let's to run go away. off. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. So you, uh, she turned her oh. lights off. Uh-huh. We're not so, home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we watched helicopters and canine units and some other stuff going on. So you'll, Aaron hasn't heard that episode yet because it's not out yet technically. Yeah. But y'all, it'll be available to all of you guys when That's you listen be a fun to one. this. Oh my God. So yeah. So my it, mom it just is walking around with a knife in her hand, like just ready to stab somebody. First of all, I believe your mom would. Yeah, hundred percent, uh, zero hesitation. My mom's a yeah. stab first, ask questions, never kind of a person. So. <laughs> She's just like, yeah. no. Just like, let's no. I'm like, we have a little yard area. We can just bury a body right there. It's sandish out here, so like, it's not hard to dig a hole. Like, it's fine. So, I mean, plus you're in Florida. How far is it to a swamp? <laughs> we have a lake on camp. Like, on <laughs> I was gonna say, like about lake. thirty feet that way. <laughs> Plus alligators, plus gators, all done. Yeah, yeah, done, done, done. It's a, it's a big like I would. I, there's a hundred percent chance that there are gators in it. Like there's just oh, it's yeah. too big for that. So when Ani was here, she went and she and she looked at it. She didn't really go into it because it's just like thank God. Because here's here's why I went. We went to the pool. The pool was uh-huh. disgustingly warm, and I'm like, it's hot out, and I want to cool off. And the water is like almost like jacuzzi level. Mm didn't like it i'm like well maybe the lake will be cooler i walked down i put one foot in i put one foot in i'm like it's the same water as the goddamn pool i'm like and it's also alligators plus gators yeah plus gators and it's just like when we went to to cape canaveral too like (laughs) you hesitated to go out really far too because yeah "Ah." cape canaveral went into the indian river again water is 
Finally, the river. Yeah. Finally, your survival instincts <laughs> kicking in. Finally. Look, I did tell her about the document, like the, the Gator documentary that I watched where mm-hmm. when the first like couple months we were here and we had to stay in like a hotel when we first moved oh, yeah, here. There was the same alligator documentary on every night at the same time. And I watched it like all the time because it's it was so what was on. And that's where I learned that um, gators have a six foot vertical leap. They can run just stupidly fast and they can also climb trees and they're uh, drop predators where they'll climb the trees, sit in the branch, wait for you to walk underneath it. And they'll fall on top of you in order to eat you. Steve Irwin so. didn't tell me this. <laughs> no, he did not. But I, I, I'm pretty sure his gators are Drop probably predators. <sighs> yeah. Um, so when you go places, one, don't get in the water. Um, two, uh, even up. if it's look up in the <laughs> trees. Uh, three, look under any vehicles you pass by because they do like to hang out under there too. Um, don't walk near the water you should be a minimum of 10 feet away from the water's edge at any point in time and uh even if you're in a going to a pool look in it first because they go in our pools all the time so and for the record disney does in fact have gators oh yeah remember that kid got eaten yeah yeah Yeah, no no, my mom has said at least once a week (coughs) don't go in the water yeah my dad also, too. he's like, don't go to the water. I'm like, we're not leaving the property. We're not going to the beach. We're I'm not going to pool. any wild water. Yeah. No. I'm not saying they can't be there, but I, that we're not going to any wild no, water. No, we're going to the, the pool. It does hotel. still qualify for hotel pools. You look in the water. I mean, sure. It. Absolutely. But I'm assuming there will be people there already at the pool who have maybe looked or, you know. I will still look. But uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> do really a little around. circuit around the pool first. No, we're just looking for the best chair to put our towel on. We're not checking for predators. It's fine. We're, we're not checking for gators or anything. Yeah. So and come just, see, come, come see. see. Yeah. It's just like check the check the trees, check the waters, check underneath the vehicles. <sighs> just be prepared. So I, I, I will say think about the, cars. Me neither. I forgot about that. I will say, in, in all the time that I've lived here, I've only ever seen one, so, like, it's not a big deal, so, I, I, like, you're not, you shouldn't encounter them, like, on a regular basis, but I, because I've only ever seen one. With and our luck, here. we're going to encounter at least two. Probably. Like, that's, that's y'all. That's definitely y'all, so. I'm fine. I'm fine. She doesn't look fine, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> she looks worried <laughs> which to be fair it's florida but you will are more far likely to encounter florida man at some point yes so. yeah i'd rather mm-hmm. deal with gators than florida man that's true that's true that's fair yeah. did you guys see one of the more uh articles recently where a florida man tried to i think he tried to steal a car because joe biden came to him in a dream and told him to do it in order to save the country he he drove to Connecticut to do this. I think it was Connecticut. With gas prices like these? From yeah. Florida wow. to Connecticut? What? Wow. Oh, jeez. No, I hadn't heard I that hadn't one. I hadn't heard that one either. That's a good one. So, yeah. Okay. I'm he, surprised someone from Florida would listen to Dream Joe Biden. I mean, there are a lot of <clears throat> giant trucks that fly around with, like, Trump flags on them. So, like, that's not fun. But, uh, yeah. 
It's a weird <laughs> state. You guys can have fun when you get here. It's a weird mm-hmm. fucking state. Yeah. So. And the well, best part is we get to see more of you. Has we get to have true. two full days with you. That's I, true. Like, I am so excited, Misty. I can't even tell you. <laughs> me like, too. I'm so like, excited. Like, as soon as, as soon as she told me that you were spending the night at the hotel, I'm just like, best day ever. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. For one thing, I'm so excited just to get to meet you in person. I know. Despite the fact Same. that have a conversation, like, almost every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like, it's really weird, isn't it? Like, where you yeah. can talk all the time, and you're just like, but I haven't seen you in person, so somehow yeah. it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't count. It's yeah, weird because I was, oh, yeah, like I, I haven't seen Ani in a year, but right. before that, I hadn't seen her in like five, five years. years, and it just doesn't that. like it doesn't seem like it's been that long because we talk literally mm-hmm. every, every day. day. Mm-hmm. So on multiple platforms, platforms. <laughs> on multiple platforms. <laughs> there's multiple conversations going on at all times. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've had, like, um, really long, like, deep discussions that are going on on, like, Messenger while just sending shitpost memes to each other on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm, it's just... Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, yeah. But then there's, like... So, like, then I know you guys have your own conversation. We have our own conversation. Yeah. Like, and then there's the, the... The group one. The group one. And just, like... And, like, someone's talking to me at all times of the day. It's <laughs> fair. <laughs> but I, I i did tell ani i was also kind of sad that we were only gonna see you for like the time we were at the at universal yeah and i'm like because that'll be a long time but like there's different rides where you've already said fuck no <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like well okay that cuts into my time with misty so that kind of sucks <laughs> so i so i'm very happy about this plan that's good i'm glad i, I made the i made the plans with missy to sleep over before i even mentioned them to you i'm just like yeah i was out of town it's one of those ones that it's really really okay <laughs> <laughs> if you had you volunteered probably... me to go bungee jumping we'd have a different <laughs> conversation you and me both though like no no i would have just said no for the both of us <laughs> I'd <been> like, no. <laughs> and, and you know what i like that i can rely on her for that <laughs> To just go, no. No. It's like, you, you can count us out of that. You go do that shit by yourself. Like, we'll watch, but... I will. I will, I will record, I guess. <laughs> You'll need a life insurance policy that her parents are going to have to get. Oh, she signed a... Well, never mind. <laughs> shit. We'll, we'll burn the waiver form. That's our job. Yeah. You yeah. record it, I'll burn the waiver, and there we go. So... Mm-hmm. We got your back, girl. Just cool. from a distance. I'm, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Is this aiding and abetting at this point? Probably. I can delete Probably. this part of the podcast so like people don't know. So no one will ever know. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like there but, we go. Nobody has to know. But yes, so excited to finally see you in person. Yes. And we're what are we at? Fifty two days. Something like that. Fifty-one and 50, change. Fifty-one. I think. Fifty-one days, six hours, and thirty-one minutes. Woo! I'm excited. So excited. I can't believe we survived the two hundred odd days. I know the two hundred and two. <laughs> we started with two hundred and two days. Ooh. Okay. And we're down to fifty-one. All right. That's Yay. good though. That's good. The sooner you guys get here, the better. No. Forward to it. Mm, so excited there's just a whole plane ride in between and i'm just like <laughs> you guys don't like to fly i i mean i'm okay what is that that's for oh, okay. the, the bus she's waving papers in front of my face and i'm like we have i can't see in my periphery and our bus plane and bus that's fair 
And um, um, I just get say, antsy on the plane. Yeah. That's all. I like because we have a direct flight, and it's just like, okay, I want to, I want to do something else now. That's it's not nice. really like I'm not really afraid of flying. It's just kind of the. It's so boring. Uh, yeah. So that's fair and it's I, considered rude to get up and walk around all the I time i don't like, think i've been on a flight since i was really little like we've driven mm. everywhere like even when we moved from like one side of the country to the other we drove so i don't think i've been on a flight in a really long time but oh, uh and then in a couple months i'll be flying out to seattle yeah i'm gonna do like a, a one way for that one yeah. because it benefits me for the time difference so because mm-hmm. I'll have us, I'll go back in time four hours. So yeah. it'll benefit me to, to be there as early as possible. So that's what I'm going to do. So and I was just, because I was looking at that and the, uh, it's just cheaper too. Yeah, it's cheaper it to go one way like, and then get another one way back. And yeah. I'm like, that's, that's fine. Like the way back is going to suck because I'm going to double the amount of time. It's going to, a four hour flight will turn into like an eight hour an flight. Eight hour flight. So. And it's going to be like, that's really going to fucking suck. But the flight there is going to be really beneficial because I think I'll arrive an hour after I left, technically. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was just like, okay, that's fine by me. So, but, uh, so that'll be interesting. But the last flight I did take was actually for a birthday. And it was my ninth birthday to come here to Orlando. Because <laughs> we Little went to Disney World. Know little did you know <laughs> we went to disney world in the summer and it rained most of the time we were here so of course it did yeah we went to disney world and legoland so where i, I... thought there's one in, same yeah. i keep forgetting there's legoland here i've been there once when i was like i 10. went there yeah i went it's been a while since i've been to it and it's like while i appreciate lego you know like actually building it i like i remember like a lot of the thing well i think they've improved it too but like a lot of the things I was already too tall for. Yeah. But, yeah. So it was like too old, too tall. Because they have like something. It's kind of like the Autopia. Like I think they call it like driving school or something. Like yes. That. My and dad I was I was already that, too yeah. tall. I was already too tall. No, so I wasn't like, too tall. But my dad, when we were in line for that, he'd love telling me the story. He's just like you know. He would always tell me that you know don't you know as like a joke you know don't spill spin the wheel too much you're gonna break it and yeah. it's like. The, the ride kind of went, it kind of broke down for a bit while we were on the ride. And my dad's like, see? See what you did? Yeah. <laughs> and then we get off the ride. My dad's like, I told you not to do that. So, like, we're walking out, out the ride. Another, like, dad and his daughter are walking in the ride. Yeah. And the, like, they, had a, they had a dad moment. And the, the other guy was just like, see? See? She broke it. Don't do the same thing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Damn. Wow. That's a okay. Sh- and my dad's like, yeah, see, be a good example. I'm like, come on. Be a good example. Wow. <laughs> Fuck that other little girl. I'm sorry. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, okay. The uh, riding that where you, you, know, you got to drive yourself around, that and a, gi- and a giant Lego long neck dinosaur and the Lego McDonald's that was there are the only three things I remember from that trip. So Lego McDonald's? Yeah, it had like a working lego like train track that went around the roof of the oh, inside cool. of it so yeah it's about the only thing i remember from the legoland <laughs> beyond i thought like they I don't thought... even advertise for legoland here like if you didn't know it was here like they wouldn't talk about it like you see i don't remember the last time moon. i saw legoland ad here either uh-uh. i've seen one kind of recently 
It's like every once in a blue moon where you don't expect it, there's like a billboard or like a little ad somewhere of Legoland. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's like, oh shit, that's right. There's part of me that, or or was it because someone I went with kids? I didn't go, but someone I know, did Cal and Joe go to Legoland? Maybe that was it. Yes, I want to yeah, say yes. I think they did. Yeah. Hi, Cal and Joe. <laughs> Hi, Addie. They're, they're, they're the only family with uh, kids in our group, so we we put all the Oh, look at the baby energy into them. Yeah. That's and, that, and everyone lucked out, including the parents, that these are really cool kids. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the good. coolest. At least I... one of them is going to be a president of the United States. At least one. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I There are no children anywhere in my family, in like the vicinity. Like, I have that's no interaction with children. Yeah. I think my, my cousin has kids i think two of my cousins have kids i've never met the cousins <laughs> of the kids like shit so i'm just like okay i saw one of them announced that she, like she was pregnant like with her second kid and everything and i'm like cool oh i've so never even met one? you yeah. like, i've never even met you let alone the kids so i'm just like mm. oh, by the way did you ever hear back from tj no oh okay. i didn't think i would <clears> though, so. it's not the first time i've tried to contact him so i didn't think i would hmm I can understand. Really like, yeah, that kind of sucks. I can understand not wanting to contact that side of the family, so I don't talk to them either. So true. true. I mean, I I, I get that because I have my own family where it's like just no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I've just blacklisted literally all but one person in my family, so that's fine. And it's just like I didn't expect him to either, so and it's just like I don't care. Yeah, but, it's weird because uh, I've gotten some family back. Yeah. you know from the the black hole um so so it's still kind of weird like it was because I, I uh when i was out of town i saw my cousin and his wife and it was weird because i was just talking to his wife about um his daughter yeah. se- second marriage it, so and it was like oh that's right i can talk about family in a nice way <laughs> like it's not just like trauma venting <laughs> like when we talk about my cousin's mother um (laughs) but yeah it was like it's so it's like weird having family back from the abyss yeah that's fair Mm -hmm. i've we've had a little bit of contact with like an uncle or so in like the last five years or whatever none of it goes well like none of it goes (laughs) well like when i contact when um a couple of years ago back when i was working for castles and poor people my cousin on my father's side so like his brother's daughter Mm -hmm. um her parents who i've never met which are my biological uncle and his wife um had their facebook account hacked into oh and they sent me a message on messenger and i'm like this is weird because i don't think we've ever really had a conversation before Mm -hmm. we're like facebook friends and that is literally the that's it like that's as big as it gets and they were sending me like this weird stuff about like a camp or something like that and i'm like i don't know like it it sounded weird enough that i'm just like it was like Mm. slightly religious sounding but i'm just like and they're super religious people um Mm. but and i'm just like i'm just like i don't it's weird that they're contacting me which makes me suspicious so i went on instagram and i messaged her um and i was like hey 
like is this your actual parents or is this like just something like have they been hacked into and she she called them and it wasn't them they've been hacked into and everything and she's like yeah they were hacked into like they're gonna change their account settings she's like oh by the way our grandparents died six months ago just by the way just by the way bt and then followed it up with my dad didn't want me to tell you because your dad's a loose cannon so and i'm just like great what does that have to do with how, me? Yeah, what is how I don't understand how one plus one equals two here. <laughs> the, I guess they think I'm like him, despite the fact that I haven't seen him since I was 12 and haven't spoken to him since I was 18. And I was just like, what? And she's like, yeah, they died like a month or so apart, um, but they died about six months ago. And I'm just well, like, okay. And uh, her dad, my uncle, really didn't want her or anybody to tell me, I guess. My assumption is is because she was telling me about how my father my father's the oldest and Mm. they adored him despite the fact that he was a drunk and a drug addict and just fucked his whole life um but they probably they had they had money they absolutely had money so he was going after the money hard and along with everything else that they had and i think they thought i would try and like weasel my way into that and i'm like i want nothing from you people other than you leaving me alone like that's fine (laughs) yeah i just contacted you because i don't want to hear about this weird church camp thing yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm just like cool um thanks thanks for that so that was i just sat there when they when she said that and i'm and just like wow you people have never met me before but you have a really shitty opinion of me and i was just like that's super not fair but that's 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 that side of the family psycho family psycho family and I'm just like, well, that's great. Thank you for literally judging me with not knowing a damn single thing about me and never having met me before. And uh, I'm not sure where they get that opinion from, considering the fact that the only <clears> contact <throat> they have with me is on Facebook and Instagram and what they see that I post. And literally anybody who's seen my Facebook or my Instagram, just like, it's, it's just a lot of pictures of cats, guys. <laughs> like, that's just all there is to it. And clearly just, a witch. Like, yeah, clearly. I, I did... I will admit, not long after that, because my um, that side of the family is like super like homophobic and like all that other shit, and they're like super Christian. Uh, I had a friend of mine who I went to a convention with, and her and I cosplayed together as mm-hmm. a uh, as y- the characters from Yuri on Ice, which is a gay right, anime show. And we cosplayed together, and we got matching wedding rings, and I posted a bunch of pictures about it, and I just like, mm, yeah. Oh my god! So you know, they were Yuri just. Yeah, I did. It, that wasn't really that long after that happened, and I did do that on purpose. And I'm just like, so. Did I? I told you the Easter egg story, right? I think so. Okay, so I'll tell you, Misty, because <clears throat> I also have some religious wingnuts that decide to, you know, impose upon me with their religiousness. Mm. And um, it's like we're not. I mean, so but this person, my aunt. Uh, this is on my dad's side. The other, yeah. the other aunt that was mentioned is on <laughs> my mom's. Um, and I unfortunately have more contact with her, the, my dad's sister. Um, she can be nice, but she also does the religious crap. And that's when I just really like shut, shut it down. But anyway, yeah. so several years ago, um, and this was already after there became, there was like a, a wedge in the family. Um, and uh my brother and I were I mean I this I I want to say I was in my 20s either my late teens or my 20s so first of all that's how old I was dying easter eggs right oh she's showing me the pictures very cute (laughs) yeah and um 
Very cute. Um, so then we were dying and I had this bright blue egg and I was writing on them in Sharpie and just doing, you know, being disgusting and like writing dick and boob and things like that. And <laughs> oh, then, yeah. Those Easter eggs. Re- really mature. I understand. Um, <laughs> the wet, the, the rings. She's showing mm-hmm. me the rings. That's just. I sp- did. I told her why I was specifically taking that photo, too. And I'm just like, can I? I'd like to use this photo to piss off some really homophobic relatives. Are you cool with that? And she's like, absolutely. And that's why we took yes. all of those photos. I love it so much. Love it, love it, love it. Anyway, so I, I had this bright blue egg and I wrote on it, um, if you've seen The Kingsman, it's Colin Firth when he goes, like he's in that church and things going to oh, start yeah. to go bad. And he's like, hail Satan and have a lovely afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's just the most ridiculous thing I could write on an Easter egg. Right. And I posted it. And, um, apparently my, <laughs> my, that side of the family, cause we already weren't going to Easter's and stuff because fuck them. And, uh, <laughs> Apparently someone must have been on Facebook or whichever thing and then showed it around. You, I can just imagine they were showing it around. Oh my God. Did you see Oh my God. Aaron- did you see what Aaron <laughs> So my aunt fucking calls me the next day and she's like, is everything okay? I, you know, and she's like, just goes on and on about this fucking egg. And she said she couldn't sleep because she's like, she's afraid I'm into <laughs> devil stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It was a joke from a movie. Like it wasn't, it was not serious. And like, then she made me explain the scene and she's like, oh, I see it was religious people. It was made, made, made fun of Christians and blah, blah. And I'm like, woman, woman. I didn't say this because I was too young to like really, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it's a fucking Easter egg. Your Christian teaching should tell you that the stupid egg that came out of a chicken's ass <laughs> And it's supposed to be delivered by an Easter bunny has nothing to do with <laughs> the guy that died and rose from the, from his yeah, grave. exactly. Zombie man. Come on. Has these two things have nothing to do with each other. It is a secular object and I'm making a secular joke. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. So that's why we don't talk to her very much. Fair point. Only when forced. Yeah, Only when forced. That's fair. That's how I was when I was when I was younger, and I would have to talk like to uh, my father's parents, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it because it was never a fun conversation. It was always mm-hmm. asking me very specific questions about my life, saying something rude about my mom, asking more questions, and then saying some more rude things about my mom, and then oh, yeah, there was a lot of shit talking her mom. Mm-hmm. That's why I quit talking to them. I told them if they couldn't stop saying really shitty things about my mom, I was going to stop talking to them. They continued to do it. Apparently, didn't believe me, so I stopped talking to them. So. Good for you. Yeah. yeah, no, the the my grandparents on that side's disrespect for my mom was just straight to her face. It wasn't like a roundabout kind of thing. Yeah, like it was, and it's like, oh, why would that piss you off? I wonder but, why. Not my saint of a mother. You won't talk about her that way, right? Ooh. Got that right. Mm-hmm. Fight somebody for my mom. So mm-hmm. that's why I get these sharp claws so I can wound a bitch. Exactly. Exactly. Though, in all honesty, I don't think any of our moms actually need defending because I'm pretty sure they'll kick at their people's ass for themselves. So, yes, my mom's favorite saying is that she will, you know, if she, ha- she if you are on her shit list, she will easily drown you in a teaspoon of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, my, mm-hmm. as we've heard earlier, my mom walks around with giant knives, so like it's fine. <laughs> I mean, there go was mom. One, I mean, there was one part. Like, my mom will do that too because there was in the seventies. You know, they were you know when they were in Turkey. There's no there's no cell phones in the seventies. So my and my dad's running late. There's shit going down in the streets. Mom has no idea. You know, electricity's out. There's candles everywhere. So there's shadows now. So she's you know seeing anxiety, seeing yeah. shadows. Blah blah blah. The woman was standing behind, like, the door. Like, so when it opens, it'll open towards her. Mm-hmm. She's standing behind the door with mm-hmm. a rolling pin in one hand raised and a knife in the other one at her waist, ready to knock up the person out and stab him. Good for her! <laughs> Good for almost, her! Almost did that to my dad as he op- came through the door. She's like, ah, wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> at least the right she looked person. first. <laughs> At least she looked first. That's good. Ani would not be here if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> Things had gone differently. <laughs> That's fair. It's true. Yeah. Well, uh, we've definitely heard a lot about our last 30 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why are we broken in the way that we are broken? This is one, this some is of why. the reasons this is, why. This is why. Um, you guys have any hopes for your 30s? No. Other than just enjoying my time. Because, like, we know I'm the one that's in the dating pool. And the more I try, the less I want. Fair point. Fair fucking points. There's yeah. just nothing out. Like, the, the pools are lacking so much. And, like, I'm on three different dating apps. And each one, my profile is different. And each pool is worse than the next. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Like I am I in no this... pools. You don't Same. need to be. I am Y'all on no apps. I'm still waiting for Prince Charming to uh find me hiding in my room in the air conditioning and he so he just needs to show up. Well, he's not really Prince Charming. That that's a little probably more morally gray. We need uh, the morally gray asshole. Yeah. Uh that's right. That's we have but he still needs to find me. Yeah, he's got to find us. Like, <laughs> we have a I've very similar to... life plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't mind going out because, like, I will go out to, like, things. And actually, I'm starting to enjoy doing it on my own. So, like, I will go mingle with people I've never met before. Just to be me. Just, okay. to, just to see people. Like, I made a friend that way. I think it's and great. She's, and she's a hoot. I love her. Um... But yeah, like I'm going out to do these things, and usually I'm, I just my my strong aura of do not fuck with me follows mm-hmm. me everywhere I go, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. After I told you the last time I saw you, mm-hmm. a friend's dad <laughs> um, told me that, told me and well Geneva too also uh, that we had the the don't fuck with me you know thing going on, and so he's like said that we were intimidating, and I'm like okie dokie, good. Yeah. I mean, it, it it has really kept the fuckery away, mm-hmm. but um, but I'm wondering if it kept the, the one of the okay ones away too. No, I, probably not. It just kept not, all the yeah. stupid ones away. Yeah, you need somebody He's brave enough to actually approach you, so it just kept mm-hmm. the cowards away. Exactly. I'm. That's what I tell myself when I go to bed. It's fine. That's fair. Missing- <laughs> I tell myself too. It's your fault. <laughs> Like, y'all aren't missing a damn thing. These, I know. The dating pool is just worse. And, like, even on all your profiles, you can be, like, you know, you can, you can tell them, like, I'm here looking for whatever. I'm not looking for hookups or DTF or whatever. And the, and the second you match with someone, the first thing they ask you is, like, hey, say, hey, a cutie or hey, hot stuff. You want to get, get together and grab a drink and get naked? I'm, like, did you not read my profile? No. 
No, what, they what, didn't. What part of this is going to make me attracted to you? <sighs> like, nothing. See, I'm just convinced that the the the, the, the dude, because Prince Charming is too blah, yeah. but, like, the dude is waiting for me somewhere. Is he somewhere? He's, I, he's definitely pushing a door that says pull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only ex- explanation at this point. <laughs> I'm going with it. It's like, honey, I know you have a brain. Use it. Read. (laughs) Read. (laughs) I always just assumed it was trapped in a fictional dimension because that's where I should be. I mean, yes, much more likely. Much more likely that all of the people that I want are, or my chances of finding the person for me is in a book. It's highly fictional. Highly (laughs) fictional in an alternate reality or dimension, and I'll never be able to beat them. Fair point. Fair point. It's fine. I. The only real things I want out of my 30s are better financial stability and a yes. job in my field. And to, yes. well, and to finish my PhD, because that'll yeah. happen within the next couple of years. So I got the master's before I turned 30. And that was literally just my main goal was just to get it before I mm-hmm. turned 30, because it was mm-hmm. really bothering me that it was taking me this fucking long. So mm-hmm. but, uh, but I got that. It. Yeah, I got that and I'm already into my PhD. So like it's I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's finish mm-hmm. this. I'm I'm tired of fucking being at school. Been at school my whole life and I hate it. So mm-hmm. so it's just I'm just mostly it's just because it's so boring. And it's just <laughs> literally these assignments I had for my last class are the same assignments I have for this class, just with a different topic. And like <laughs> to the week. Like it, there's one assignment a week. It's the same exact exact assignments just with the new topic just copy and paste the, the syllabi and I, pretty much and i'm just like oh this is this it's another one of those classes where i have to teach myself everything and i'm just oh, like great. and you say well, oh, this is the antiquities thing question. isn't it mm-hmm. yeah it's a late antiquities class so mm. i'm going with a little more straightforward approach of like hey here's this lady who was murdered by a bunch of christians so <laughs> to a christian <laughs> school so like yeah but then she, was, then she was pagan, so she was like, here you go. But uh, they still want you to find primary sources. And I'm like, you understand that this is from 300 AD, right? And well, what what want- primary source am I going to get from 300 AD if I'm not in the area of my, of my topic of study? And even then, like, you want Exandria from 300 AD from a very specific female philosopher. Sure. They wanted 12. And I found 12 by relating to other people who were alive during the time, too. So, and I use a lot of like frescoes and statues and shit like that. I'm not sure how that it doesn't really relate to the thing at all, but like that's the best I could it's do. It's cultural. Because it, I'm just it, like, it's, it's directly linked to the person. There, there's your source. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, you, I'd have to pick somebody really fucking famous to get 12 primary sources from 300 AD out that would relate to a single topic. So, and I'm which just is like, probably what really they're expecting. They're like, probably, you know, pick, I know he's not really late into antiquity, but like, here, Julius Caesar. So we can read all the same things over and over again. And I don't have to actually grade. I can just go check, 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 check. Boom. You know how I know they don't read my shit is because one of the um, statues that I cited, I was in the middle of putting it like into the uh, like the uh, annotated bibliography, and mm-hmm. I realized that it was the wrong um, the wrong person, but with the same name. But it was from mm-hmm. like f- two or three hundred years later, and I got a perfect score on that assignment. <laughs> they did not notice. You turned and it I'm in. Just- it made the page count. 
there you go. Yeah, and it was just like I needed that for like one of the primary sources. And because, like, I needed a minimum amount of primary source, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put it in, see if they noticed. They did not. And I've moved on with my life. So. <laughs> I just love the way she says. And I've moved on. <laughs> like, they're not reading it, and I know they're not reading it, especially because once my grades are the exact same, a whole the way down, 100%. I'm going to go through all of that. I'm going to get to the final paper. They're just going to make the assumption, and they're just going to give me a really good grade on it anyway. So. <laughs> and that's the point. So you could just you could just write in your paper like go fuck yourselves like ten times and no one will notice. I don't know if I play that game, but yeah. Yeah. But like in all honesty, I have a four point oh GPA and I'm really sure none of my professors have actually read any of the shit that I've done. So my level of caring is was already not great. (laughs) And it just kinda (laughs) goes down a little bit and it's just like cool. But I take one class at a time for a reason, so Because I can't be bothered. Because I have to use the rest of the time to plan for D&D. So. (laughs) (laughs) Which I will say I've been enjoying immensely. Because, you know, Ani, you know how we were talking about how the other day we, you know, like you mentioned, I'm not one of those people who spend a lot of time reading about actors on IMDb. Uh I am the person who spends an enormous amount of time on, like, fandom wikis and just gets through a rabbit hole of, like, fandom wiki articles. And D&D is one I spend a a ridiculous amount of time in, too. So, yeah. It it, it works out for all of us. Mm -hmm. That's that's fair. So um, we're definitely going to have some fun with that because I've... um, I've planned more than I probably should be uh, for something that's supposed to be like a one to two episode thing. I've gotten super attached to it. Yeah. So you like you might I not have, have to find a like, DM at this I, point. So. I'm totally okay with having more than like two episodes on, on our D&D adventures because it's just going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And I, content. I have definitely, if Aaron's down for doing an extended adventure, um, there's definitely plot for a further adventure so listen my brother is invested <laughs> in this now because i keep telling him what we're talking about and like he's it's getting him all hyped up because he's actually played before and he's like yeah so he's so he's working on a character that uh will have to join us at some point but <laughs> that's fine <laughs> but um, he's so just so you know we have people waiting in the wings that are hyped for this that's so. cool I I did recently write um because I sent you guys the video and I don't know yes. if both of you you both watched I watched, watched the it. video yeah okay um which is good because like the history of um and I, I will explain a little bit um here in a second because I'm gonna go over the the worlds and stuff with you the that world is created by Matthew Mercer and it's the world of Exandria it is not the primary D and D world that world is mm-hmm. called Faerun that's where most of like the source books and stuff happen. Um, Exandria is the one I know more about because I've watched all three of their campaigns and the things that have been in it, which is hundreds of hours of videos, <laughs> because let me tell you, their main two campaigns are each over hundred episodes and each of them wow. three, three hours long. Um, so I know an enormous about, amount about Exandria and not nearly as much about, um, Faerun. So I did set it in, in that, um, mm-hmm. I am crossing- Fine by me. I'm crossing myths a little. You'll also like it too, because like the, one of the lovely things I like about Matthew Mercer and his wonderful people is that they're like Faerun and like the original D and D stuff is very high fantasy. Um, but it was created in the seventies and you can tell. Mm-hmm. 
Matthew Mercer is a person of, and his, like, his people are a person of the modern age. So when he sprinkles in, you know, like, these people are, are a matriarchal society, these people are just, this couple's gay, or, like, this couple's, like, you know, like, modern shit. It's in his mm-hmm. world, no, you know, like, there's no, like, big hype made about it. It's just, like, there you go. And that's a, a difference between, like, the original D&D source books and then, like, his world. And that's one of the things I like about his world is mm-hmm. because they're more inclusive with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, they have, mm-hmm. um, in the end of one of his campaigns, uh, there was a character that they brought in and um, who operates in a wheelchair. And mm. that was not represented in D&D before he did that. Mm-mm. And any like mainstream source of how to like incorporate disabilities into like D and D, it was a big thing. So it's one of the things that I really like about Alexandria and uh, Matt's just creative style in general. So yeah, uh, cool. I, I pulled up the video to show Hayden, and I yeah. know because she goes, I go, this is what Misty sent us, and he goes, oh, I know Matt Mercer. Okay, I'm like, great, <laughs> thanks, great, okay, cool. <laughs> um. So there's a, it's really popular to like do podcasts and live streams for to play D&D. And the biggest one there is, is Matt B. Mercer's Critical Role. There is mm-hmm. nobody bigger. These people on an average basis will go live on, they go live on Thursday nights, an average of 30,000 plus people that watch them. Wow. Um, Alyssa I know has met the Critical Role people. It was Alyssa or Orion or both. Like, yeah. Might have been both. They might have gone together. And, like, there are episodes that are on, like, YouTube and stuff like that. A million people watch it, like, tops and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, like, um, they're the most po- – and they're one of the only people ever to get um, a book, an official source book made by D&D and approved nice. by them. So, Xandria is an approved D&D world. And they're Ooh, one of only awesome. two people that have ever done it. So – Everything else is officially just by Wizards of the Coast, but they're one of two people that have ever, ever actually done it. And Bravo. it's really, yeah, it's really, really good. He is an, like, they're all voice actors. So they have excellent acting mm, skills yes. when they do it. Um, in fact, one of them was the voice of Roy Mustang from Full Metal Alchemist, by the way. Um, yeah. Roy! Yeah. And uh, so, and they're really, really good. They also, by the way, their very first campaign, if you're interested, they got made into an animated TV show from Amazon. And it's called The Legend of Vox Machina. And I definitely... Vox Machina is a D&D thing by Mercer? Yep. That is their very first campaign. All right. Yeah. It turned into an well, animated... I've heard show. of it, actually. Yeah. It's, a, it's their very first campaign. It's fantastic. Um... And it's what got them started in all of it and what made it so popular. (sighs) They're an animated series because uh, a couple of years ago, they decided to raise a Kickstarter because they wanted to do a two-part, like, animated special for their first campaign. And they asked for, like, $500,000. And, like, they thought maybe they, at the absolute most, they might hit the $500,000. Um, but they asked the critical role people, like the, the critters, the fans, uh, for $500,000 as a part of like a GoFundMe, uh, thing. And within the time frame of about a couple weeks, they'd raised $11 million. Shit! Oh. And I love, the, so, I love the art style too. It's very, uh, oh, Avatar. Cool. Would they, you recommend this as like, to help with the, it'll definitely, the mood? it would definitely help you under, like, so the country that this is is the TV show set in is called Taldore, and that's not the, the one video. ours no? is set in. 
No. It's so it's the same planet. That planet mm-hmm. that he was talking about, it's all one planet. This is just one country. That one mm-hmm. that the, the show is in. Ours will be in a different country. It's from the country from their second campaign. Because um, oh. this is Tal- the one from Vox Machina is Taldore. And then the one we're going to be in is Wildmount. Um, okay. And oh, uh-huh. Okay. So, like, different countries, same planet. Exandria is a planet. And uh, Taldore, where that show takes place in, is a country. And then Wildmount's a different uh, continent. Okay. So, um, I definitely recommend it just to understand, like, the world a little more because it's extremely accurate, like, to the show and everything. And uh, you'll see, like, different powers and abilities and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously there's no dice rolling in the show, but uh, it'll, it's, it's a really good show. I definitely recommend it. I also just recommend the first campaign because it was really, really good. So, and they fight a conclave of dragons. So, that's really cool, too. So. Dragons. Um, our our continent that we're going to be based off of i will say um we are taking a little bit of the original D lore of the underdark and from Faerun, which is the original D world and i am incorporating it into matthew mercer's exandria the underdark okay. does technically exist in um in exandria it's just different um and there's not a lot of living underground the uh, drow society, which is one of the main societies that exist in the Underdark, have a different kind of society in Exandria. So it's uh, a better, much better, much better, much less slavery-based shit uh, than there is in the original D and D world. Um, which is the other reason that I'm in, I've decided to start us off in in Exandria because the original lore of the Underdark is very dark and it's very okay. negative and D and D in the last few years has been getting into a lot of trouble for that shit. So really, okay, yeah, because like, like I said, the original D and D source books are from many decades ago at this point, <laughs> and it reflects in some of the ways that they do this. Like for the for instance, the creatures of the Underdark in the original thing. Uh, were all considered like pure unadulterated evil like there was no wiggle room in it at all they were slavers they were like murderers they were all kinds of shit um but something that people noticed was just like yeah um the creatures of the underdark are dark and they're evil that's kind of weird and so they kind of started getting in trouble for that so they branched away from that and another reason i like matthew mercer's shit because he doesn't do any of that shit so um, so Why? we are, so we are in Exandria rather than Faerun, which is better. And I will, um, send you a new link so we can do the next thing. Cause I'm going to start talking about D and D more. All right. I'm going to start gonna teaching you about D and D water. Do we want to get our desserts? Yes. Look at her face. <laughs> I, I didn't even have to put the ears back on to hear that answer. All right. All right. Celebrating with ube cheesecake, matcha crepe cake. Ice cream sandwiches and ice cream cupcakes. Easily the best way to celebrate anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Gonna go with the middle one. <laughs> and what we're celebrating is our first D&D campaign together. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> so excited. But I'm also really... Misty's birthday. But mostly That's D&D. <laughs> Misty is happy. Misty's happy to celebrate her birthday with D&D. Like, let me tell you. So, because finally fucking people who actually want to play D&D and will do it and not just talk about it for six months. I figured that what I would do first is I would teach you about the world as a whole, like the universe of D&D. Um, and then you guys could choose of other starting character creation right away. 
Um, or I could give you the lore I've made for the city first. And then we'll go from there. Okay. I did okay. come up with a name. I did settle on a name. So and did I. Okay. The fastest okay. I've come up with one in forever. So <laughs> Okay, that's cool. She's a writer, people. She doesn't settle on names. That's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I have the the mythology written out, and having the last names is really helpful because, like, I mentioned them in in the lore. So, um, because everybody's family is actually going to be important, but I'll explain some stuff there. First, I'm going to explain to you the world of D and D, and I'm going to do it in the most dorkiest way possible, mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it with a fucking PowerPoint. Okay. So. D&D for dorks like us. Wait, can I... I need to take a, a picture of this. By all means. This this needs to go on. <laughs> the immortal <laughs> There we go. Let me do one like this. Perfect. Beautiful. Awesome. Before you said PowerPoint, I thought you were going to be like... I was kind of in the realm of Harry Potter, like the different houses is where my mind went. No, you know what I was hoping for? Well, not even though PowerPoint actually is better than that. But what what I thought she was going to say was, and I'm going to let her finish her drink. <laughs> oh, a, God. A song a la I'm Just a Bill. <laughs> You're not like getting me to sing on this podcast or anywhere else. Thank you very no, much. No, 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 no. I thought you had found one on the internet and we're going to... I was gonna show Regale you a video. that way. No, no, I didn't think you. I didn't no. think you were going to sing. I think the oh. only way she'd sing is if we do another like Japanese karaoke thing. Oh my god. Uh, good fucking luck getting me to do karaoke. <laughs> like, you, let me tell you, I would genuinely have to be drunk. And considering the fact that I've never actually finished a single alcoholic drink in one sitting, well, you're not gonna Japanese get me to do karaoke. It. It's just we're in our own room, so we're just singing to each other. Uh -huh. You really underestimate how embarrassed I can be about myself. <laughs> just even like in no, any sense. No, I don't. I, I absolutely know how embarrassed you can be because I can I, be that embarrassed. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so I'm going to start us with with the <coughs> universe of D&D. All right. So this is the different realms. So I don't know if you guys have seen like Doctor Strange's like multiverse whatever bullshit you don't really have to to understand what i'm about to tell you anyway but the idea is that they're different planes of existence there are more planes and realms than these that are on here um these but these are the basics uh just to get some like point of reference for it uh to get from one plane to the other it differs there are different ways to get through it mostly it requires high power like highly powerful spells um, though in some cases, places like the Feywild, you might encounter like random gates that you don't actually necessarily want to go through. You just keep walking and you didn't realize there was a gate and there you go. Very <laughs> Irish mythology-ish. But you've got um, the Mortal Plane, which is the plane that pretty much every D&D campaign at the base mm -hmm. level is set on. That's where we are. That's like normal one. There's the Feywild, again, very Irish mythology-ish. Shadowfell, and, uh, which is our world but like if stranger things is upside down mm -hmm. is the is like Shadowfell basically the astral plane which is like space but worse and the nine <laughs> hells which is like you know the nine hells but worse but worse and i'll go through each i'm gonna go through all of them for you so you don't have to worry about it um 
Next slide. She says that like she's not into, she's not the one controlling the slides. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm warning you that I'm going to the next slide. So this is Faerun, which is the standard D&D world. This is part of it. Um, this is specifically the Sword Coast. Um, it's the Mortal Plane, also known as the Prime Material Plane, most of the common places in D&D exist, where most of those source books and everything lo are located. It's also the original location of the Underdark. Um, mortal Realm is the original place of the Underdark? Yes. So, okay. the Underdark exists... Yes, right? mortals make everything horrible. Fair. Fair. <laughs> the Underdark is everywhere on this map, just underground. Okay. It extends underneath everything. Um, it doesn't all it. connect together, but it does extend underneath everything. Um, some DMs obviously create their own worlds, so this only applies for like the standard D&D worlds. Um, but it's the standard D&D world is very high fantasy, like Lord of the Rings kind of a style, just with more magic in it and more bullshit, basically. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, question. Um, sure. You said it runs, obviously, the Underdark runs underground and everything. Is that only in Faerun or does it across the whole world, the Underdark? Is um, it just this continent or is the whole world of D&D? Uh, mostly the whole world. Okay. So it'll, it can be in different places, uh, different areas. It's not all connected by this, like, some of it is more isolated than others, which I'll talk about more in a bit. But uh, the main central areas of the Underdark are under Faerun itself. The scariest places of the Underdark are under Faerun, I should say. Got it. And if you don't remember any of this in ten minutes from now, it's fine. Uh, all of our, our lore will be put into it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we'll be going into our, our own lore. Um, the planet for this... We both just raise up our notes. The planet um, has its own name. It's called Torel, which is T-O-R-I-L. Um, but that's the the planet in which Faerun is from. And we have the Feywild. Ooh, look at how pretty that tree is. <laughs> pretty much yeah. everything you've heard about Irish mythology, but on crack. <laughs> the Feywild is split into four main factions, uh, which is related to the courts. Summer, winter, fall, and uh, spring. Um, Fuck the spring court. Every, the, like the summer and winter are the two main courts. Um, all of them are fucked like just in different ways uh the fey exists here and then the eladrin exist here um different species the eladrin are more related to elves the fey are just insanity but the, those <laughs> those like those rules of like don't say thank you don't give them your name all that those apply don't eat the fey. food okay. yeah those apply with fey and um so don't yeah don't just, just Everything you know, like, because I know Ani knows, like, a lot about Irish mythology and stuff like just, just don't. Just don't. Because mm -hmm. they're going to fuck you over, and that's just all there is to it. Um, there's the just, no lying, but they but they can get around that loophole, with twisty yeah. words. Yeah. Yes. Um, and when I say don't trust anything in the Feywild, I mean don't trust the grass. I don't mean, I mean don't trust the trees. Don't trust the wind. Don't trust the plants. Don't trust, like, people. If you think you see something, second guess what you see because it's probably not actually there. Um, like Got the it. plants are sentient and dangerous and it will try to kill you just in like a really fuckery kind of a way. Mm -hmm. um, also, the main point to know about the Feywild 
is that time moves differently here. You could spend a hundred years here and only a day pass in the mortal realm or the other way around. You could spend a day here and a hundred years pass in where you're from. Shadowfell. Shadowfell is the dark mirror of the material plane. Now the Feywild and the Shadowfell are both mirrors of the mortal plane. So they have the same general geographic locations, the same mountains. There's typically cities in the same place. The Feywild is kind of like a, a, a bright on crack hallucinogenic version of the mortal plane. But Shadowfell is the dark Stranger Things upside down twisted world of the mortal plane it's going to have the same like general like cities the same mountains and things like that but it is twisted and fucked and it is really hard to get out of once you're there it's uh considered kind of like an echo both of them are just in the mirrors of each other and duplicates of the mortal plane the creatures that exist here are always twisted dark creatures um you find a lot of like vampires here and stuff like that you find a lot of um a lot of the uh of the creatures that have sensitive like it's a lot of the overlapping of kind of some of the things that you find in the underdark but in a more fucked up kind of a way here so which is hard to do because the underdark in the original stuff is fucked um the astral plane space is scary and this is why (laughs) Because it wasn't already scary enough. Yep, it gets a lot worse, let me tell you. Space, but worse with tentacle monsters. Yep. Think of the astral plane as what would happen if there weren't planets, but rather just floating cities and mountains and other things that just fucking drift around in space. Now, you can breathe in the astral plane. You go to the astral plane, you can breathe, it's fine. But there's no gravity unless you're on one of these floating, like, pieces of civilization. So you have to mentally will yourself from one location to the next to float until you land on something and hope there's gravity on it. Um, There's cities, there's towns, there's mountains, there's all kinds of shit here. But the scariest mind fucking pieces of shit ever do live here. (laughs) And we're talking Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean, but with psychic abilities shit living here. Okay, Mm -hmm. like Space Cthulhu. Yeah, tentacle face like fuckery is happening right here. <laughs> also, uh, floating evil brains that will just eat your brain because it wants to. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's and like it all floats around. It's just it's there's a lot of war that also happens here. By the way, um, right. and the Davy don't Davy Jones like space insanity is something to remember because that is something we'll encounter in our own campaign. Um. Then we have the Nine Hells. And let me tell you, easily one of my favorite places in D&D. Of course However, it is. It is one of the most bizarre places in D&D. Each layer of hell has its own government and its own environment and its own things to be afraid of. Some layers are nicer than others. Like the first, the upper layers are less uh, violent than the other layers. All of it's violent, but a little less violent. Um, some of the layers are hot. Two of the layers are frozen solid, which would be the fifth and the eighth layer. Um, don't go to the ninth layer because that's where Osmodius lives and he's the devil, but on steroids and a little bit of crack. And, okay. uh, 
the uh, pictures, the there's the map on the far side that's of all the layers. The next one over is the first layer of hell. The green one is the third layer of hell. And then the last one is the eighth layer of hell, one of the frozen layers. So it's uh, they each have their own like prime uh, devil Ruler that's in charge of devil. it. Yeah, and uh, which there is a difference between demons and devils in D anD D, which we can get into later. It's not going to be anything you uh, fall into. Like there's devils, and they're very much like with the little pointed horns and like the weird <laughs> like it, you know. And then there's there's demons, which is which is another thing entirely. So, um, and technically they live in two different locations, but none of that's going to come into play yet. Okay, getting you an so, idea of so, uh, what the world. Yeah, giving you, I was trying to break it down in a way, like, from the very basics so you had an idea of what you were looking at. Um, think of the D&D world as a magical medieval place where technology is some of its, is in, like, some of its earliest stages. And we're just starting to see hints of, like, early steampunk aspects here and there. It's closer to, like, Da Vinci's style of technology than it is, like, the Industrial Revolution, basically. Like, you're not going to find factories. You're not going to find, like machines and stuff like that but at the same time guns and flying ships exist so it's a lot of like a weird like mismatch in exandria specifically um guns are extremely limited um mostly to taldore where the person who created it is alive and he exists over there so you probably won't really encounter any guns um throughout our time in exandria just because they are very limited in the regular DD worlds a little more common not a lot they're still pretty rare um airships are real um they use there's different magical spells that are used to lift them up um they're not common especially in exandria um but there's a in exandria there's a type of stone that you can put underneath your ship and it it levitates it and it lifts it up okay um so it is a it is an interesting blend of like technology and then like no t- like they're definitely going around in horse and carts right and there's definitely nothing close to a car existing but they're but ships. flying ships yeah. yeah so it's it's kind of weird um towns those pictures are really probably good. probably has mud <laughs> yeah probably has mud um <laughs> like to be fair <laughs> probably has mud um towns in D&D are very they they vary greatly in their economic abilities or overall style you can think of small towns as like small farming based communities usually fairly poor small number of like really close-knit people like much smaller than even forks we're talking um like that town in Greece Ani and I were looking at that had like 50 (laughs) people in it yeah Um, yeah medium towns probably give you more of like a Tudor vibe um, like if you're looking at these, these photos, the smallest of the circles, uh, underneath where it says probably has mud, like those style of like Tudor-ish kind of houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's definitely a lot of farming communities and stuff like that. Like the upper It photo. looks like Bell's Village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In all honesty, it, you can relate it to that kind of technology too. If it gives you a, like a good no, idea, just no, well, I can't, God, I can't even say t- no talking furniture. Furniture is dangerous in D&D because it can eat you. <laughs> so we'll get to that. It kind of so looks got, like Bree is what it looks like in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And very Lord of the Rings-ish styles happening here because the people who created D&D were inspired by Lord of the Rings to do it. So. I just watched the extended versions this weekend, so. Yeah. So you're <laughs> so definitely in the headspace. Lord of the Rings everywhere. Good. 
Um, cities. Now I will say two of these cities, which would be the creepy dark looking one, uh, that's the square, and then the circular white city, both of those are Exandria, and they both exist in the world we're going to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, the upper one's just like a general one. But um, cities in D&D is where shit really gets questionable in terms of technology and, like, capabilities. D&D cities can be more normal, like what you would expect, like, medieval London would look like, or, like, what maybe, like, ancient Greece, but kind of on crack would look like, and maybe, like, a little <laughs> bit of bizarre floating stuff here and there. Um, but they can have airship ports and uh, constructs, which are like steampunk style robots. Um, they do have running water um, and even hot water, like in cities and things like that. There are like public bathhouses that are common, especially in cities. And any inn that you encounter in cities is going to have like basic normal style bathrooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say on crack, I do mean like if you look at this bottom um, brownish photo right here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a city called Drusar. Drusar is a floating city. It has four spires, and they're all connected by giant bridges into the center ones. It's not a completely accurate photo right here, but they, it is a, a floating city. Um, and so technology is a little questionable. It is a float, like they have metal cables and everything. They have a, um, you know, like those, uh, not a ski lift, but like those, um, they take you up the side of a mountain and you sit in it. More of the gondola. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. The gondolas to take you around from spire to spire and things like that too. Um, this one is located in a different continent than we'll be starting on. It's not one of the Southern continents. Um, but it does exist and it is, um, a post calamity kind of a thing. So it's uh, part of modern technology that we have. Um, though, Drusar exists as a pre-calamity accident as there was something floating there before and the gods clashed and it kind of broke apart and this is what's left of it. Okay. Um, The white city that you see to the right is called Amon. It is the capital of Tal'Dorei where the legend of Vox Machina is set. Um, There's a, it's a giant fucking castle. It's very more like traditional style fantasy of a city. Um, but it is a massive ass city. So they are capable of sustaining cities of like a million plus people. Um, but that's just kind of the general idea of what you get out of like D&D cities and things like that. Um, floating oh, cities look. and floating islands are real. So those exist. There's moving cities. Um, you won't see them super often, um, especially because that, and that will tie into some of the the lore and the history that you guys will learn throughout the campaign of like, because your characters are, I specifically have made um, because they're from the Underdark of not knowing very much about the surface world. Okay. So you're going to learn about these things as we go. Just like that. So it's a way of me telling you all, a lot of the lore and stuff like that of the world without info dumping it all on you. It works for me. We're not going to have a whole history class. I gave you a nine minute video to get an idea rather than a history (laughs) class. You'll learn it as we go. But I I did do that on purpose. So um, how common you see floating cities and islands and stuff like that does like depend on who's DMing it. Um, I have no idea if I'm going to add any, but they exist. And there you go. (laughs) Um, Some of them float around like the planet. Some of them stay put. Some of them like Jusar are chained um, so they don't go anywhere. But uh, that's they okay. do exist. Currency. So, currency. so we have we have D and D currency, and overall, you, like you don't have to like know it a hundred percent. But because I'll I'll 
show you the currency and I'll give it to you as we go through the campaign. But um, these are what the, the currencies look like on the right. There's copper, silver, gold, electrum, and platinum, with platinum being the most expensive. However, what you'll work most commonly with is gold. Okay. And so gold, if I was to give you a hundred gold, that is more money than a common person will see in several years because okay. the, the common people are fucking poor and that's just all there is to it. So, but if that's when you start paying for magical items and stuff like that, if it's going to cost more, it better be worth it. And it's probably going to have magic in it. But if I tell you an inn for the night is like five silver or oh, two or three nights, it's a couple gold. That's about reasonable. But uh, there's uh, there's like charts and stuff like that, and I can get, I can always send you guys like the the gold to like silver to copper ratios too. So and I'll walk you guys through that as we go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and let me know when you're done copying it down. I'll move to the next one. <laughs> you're good. Please hold. Yeah, no problem. We want to be good students. That's fine by me. I don't mind. I love teaching D and D. Too bad that can't be an actual like. Profession in a school, right? Mm. You know what? That would actually be a cool gig because I'm I sure could be there's a professional a lo- du- uh, dungeon master, though. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, you know, like I think, like I'm sure there's plenty of people who just really want to learn how to play, but they don't have anybody, or yeah. think they don't have anybody. I and, um, am entirely self-taught on how to play this. I did not have somebody teach me how to do this. It took me a very long time to learn. Um. Which, by the way, anybody listening to this, don't at me if I get something incorrect. <laughs> I'm going to call it homebrew. Don't at me. I am self-taught in my D&D ways. So, and whatever, and as the DM, whatever I say fucking goes. So, like, do Exactly. We're good. We're, We're good. Okay. Governments. Um, really, for the governments, just think old school. We got kings, queens, lords, ladies. Um... Having mayors in town is common. Um, having councils instead of like lords and stuff like that, it's not unheard of. Um, more often than not, you're going to find some kind of like old style European royalty kind of a thing in larger places. Okay. Um, cities are probably just like an appointed leader situation, but any um, small like, town type thing. Yeah, yeah like small town's going to have like, might have like a local, like, this person's kind of important and we trust him. So there you go. <laughs> Um, mostly in the larger cities, uh, one of the places in Wildmount, just the country we're going to, continent we're going to start in, uh, is the Dwindalian Empire. And so they have like their own like king situation, emperor, whatever kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Tal'Dorei, where the Legend of Vox Machina set, had a king and they switched to a council later. So none of it's really all that unheard of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Now we're going to get into where we're from, the Underdark. This is the Underdark. Um, Look at those there's pretty a, purple lights. <laughs> there's a long, drawn-out history of the Underdark for the most part. We're not super going to focus on the Faerun origins of the Underdark because they are different from Wild Mounts. The Faerun versions of the Underdark are dark but not in a way that any of us would actually enjoy like the original lore for the underdark is a lot of death slavery shit like that we're not dealing with that like it's not even entirely true now like in present D, 
but we will not be using that. We will be using Matthew Mercer's version of the Underdark, which removes most of that. All right. Um, so, and we have our own lore for our own city, which is great because I did make that. Um, I'm honestly completely happy to tell you about the original lore of the Underdark. If you guys ever want to hear about it, none of it's really <laughs> all that happy, but like we can. Um, but uh, so for one of the purposes of not super overwhelming all of you guys with information, just going to face focus like on the basics of the Underdark. So basically the Underdark is a massive expanse of cave systems that under, that exist under, underneath nearly every surface of the continents. And that's true for both Faerun and for Exandria. Um, kind of think of like mole people, but with like journey to the center of the earth. So like it's got its own ecology and stuff like that, but it's definitely like a weird cave system that exists underneath everything. Um, the ex cave system is extremely expansive. Okay. Um, but a lot of the systems and the tunnels don't connect to one another. So, like, you'll have, like, these giant, massive cave expansions over here, and there might be a city in it, and, like, all these, like, areas. But it doesn't connect to the one that's probably, like, ten miles north of it. For whatever gotcha. reason. So. <clears throat> so would you um, have to go up to go over or more likely yeah unless there's mm -hmm. because the underdark which uh i'll get into more in a second is split into three layers it's the mm -hmm. uh the upper dark the middle dark and the uh deeper dark i think or the i have it written down somewhere but there's there's three i know it's the upper dark and the middle dark um it's one of like the avatar know, world it is um it's super fucking dark all the time um, one thing I will say is everything that lives in the Underdark is either blind or has extremely good dark vision. We all fall into that second category. Um, it has some very interesting elements to that in that there's bioluminescent plant life. You can all think right. of the Avatar movie at night where everything glows, mm -hmm. including like mushrooms and moss and stuff like that. Um, there's not Lowers. a whole lot of plant life here, but what does is very bioluminescent. There's a a lot of like glowing mushrooms, some sentient mushrooms and stuff like that that grow in different places as well. Um, it's Do not any of the creatures glow in the dark? Most of the predators don't for predatory purposes. Right. Some of the things like the mushrooms, which tend to get eaten more than they do anything else. Yes. Okay. Um, weather related things like don't take place. Like there's no rain here. Like it's not going to snow here or anything like that. Um, however, there are bodies of water, like full-blown lakes and saltwater oceans. So you, you definitely come across all of that. Um, and at no point can you really see the sky. Most of the people that live in the Underdark will never have seen the sky before. Well, we are underground, so it makes sense. True. These are some different locations in the Underdark. The one in the top right-hand corner is an ocean. Uh, the one on the far left is one of the, like, uh, mushroom kind of i want to say mushroom gardens but they're not like cultivated in any way they mushroom just grow there spires yeah and then the very bottom uh right hand one is one of the largest drow cities that there are and drows are dark elves and that's your um, people it is it is my people and but not <laughs> these are og <laughs> drow people and they ain't cool so you don't want to <laughs> deal with these people um we have I would tell you the name for it, but it's about thirteen letters long. <laughs> so I'm I'm not I'm not gonna do that. But I can 
14 letters long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the upper dark, the middle dark, and the lower dark. And I'm calling you the deeper dark. Sounds cooler. That's fair. Um, the upper dark is three miles under the, surf- uh, under the surface. It's a labyrinth of caves, tunnels, um, and you separate it by direction. North dark, south dark, things like that. It's also where a lot of civilizations tend to exist, just because it's um, the deeper you go, the worse people get. The middle dark is located between three and ten miles below the surface. Um, some of the larger cities um, are exist here, but they're not anything you probably want to encounter. In the lower dark, it's ten miles under the surface and below, and this is where the absolute evil exists. It's where the worst possible things you can come across, including part of our backstory, exists. Cool. All right. And that, ladies, is what I have for this, because uh, I didn't want to hit you with too much. Um, I will say, when we make the characters, I do have a... I have a second one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go through this one with you. I'm going to send it to you for your reference, because when I, we make our characters, it's going to be a lot of information. And... I wanted you to have this to reference later if you okay. wanted to look up any of the things that I said. So I did make this, but I will. this is just something I'm going to send to you later. Um, I will, however... This is Wild Mount. This is where we're going to start. And this will end up being provided to you guys as an actual map later as a part of the game. You'll get a map of like the whole place and everything like that. Um, but this is basically what you're looking at for the most part. The continent in which the, that TV show Vox Machina takes place in takes place to the far west of here. Okay. Uh, it's, the next, it's this next continent over. Um, but it's a very large and very expansive continent. It's got a lot of different, type of, you know, like environments and all that stuff. But this is the basis of what you're going to look at. You don't have to worry about literally any of that right now. <laughs> I just wanted to show it to you guys so you had a better idea of what you're looking at. So, but it's it's a it, it's split into about three powers of the Dwindalian Empire, which is of most of this, and then the uh, Jorhas, which is to the right of this uh, on the other side of this mountain range, and then little pieces of it, which is the uh, Uthernians, and you won't meet a lot of those because nobody ever does. So, <laughs> not something you super have to worry about. Um, I don't have anything to share visually else right at this second, but I do have something a little interesting. Now, do you want to do character creation and then I give you the origin myth of where we are, like our city, or do you want the origin myth first? I say origin myth. It's it's like a page. (laughs) It's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's a page. All right. Origin myth and then character development. And the okay, so I'll. Uh, so we have all the like unbound time. Yeah. To, yes. to create our characters. Okay, I'm going to do a. The city I haven't named yet because I figured we could name it together. Um, so I will be saying the city of blank at some point. <laughs> but I wrote, and because the idea of our city is that it's a place in the underdark, but I didn't want to use any of the existing underdark. So I made okay. our city 
in like a pocket of caverns that is isolated from the other areas of the Underdark. So our place, our people don't really have any contact with the rest of the Underdark and not a lot of contact with the surface either. And I'll go into why. Okay. But at the moment, I'm going to give you a dramatic reading of the original <laughs> mythology of the city of blank. I love it. So. <laughs> the nameless city. The nameless city. The nameless city. I mean, so. we can just call it the nameless city. I mean, I kind of like that. Me too. Actually. Sure. We can do All that. Right. Calling it the nameless city. Yeah, no contact. No nothing. We right? don't, nobody knows anything about it. I think that's. It works perfectly. <laughs> are you erase? Are you in, you know, replacing yes. blank? <laughs> that's exactly what i'm doing ani the last name that you chose is nikor right yes okay i just want to make sure i pronounce it right because i inserted your guys's last names into this too cool all right one dramatic reading you ready yes welcome to the underdark the nameless city was created generations ago by families who are fleeing the calamity of the surface as the wars between the prime deities and the betrayer gods rendered Exandria wrought with destruction. Seeking shelter beneath the surface world, where they expected to find safety, the refugees instead found horrors untold. Upon reaching the subterranean network of caves known collectively as the Underdark, the fleeing families were met with creatures of immense strength, an absence of compassion, and the terrifying ability to control the mind. The Illithids, or Mind Flayers, of the subterranean Lower Dark quickly proved that none would be safe, and with legions of mindless creatures under their control, the Illithids marched upon the fleeing peoples of the surface, capturing or killing all they came across. In order to combat this oncoming army, five families came together to create a device to combat the Illithids' power. Five members of the Crystal Catchers, a family of deep gnomes, came together to construct a machine. Five Duragar of the Silent Hammer family mined and offered a powerful Dragonite crystal that would act as the machine's arcane center. The third family, the Drow Den of Telena, created the magical circle that would be used to imbue the machine with its magical spell through five of their most talented spellcrafters. The fourth family, a clan of vampires and Damphir kin, known as the Kel, called upon the power of the moon through the Moonweaver's blessing and fueled the machine with the moon's unwavering magic. The fifth and final family, tieflings known as the Nykor, made a different kind of contribution. The magic of the Moonweaver's gift through Katha, the largest of the two moons, was too strong for the crystal to take on directly. The Nykor, gifted with mages of ancient power, were supposed to come together as five and act as the conduit from which magic from the moon Katha would enter into the crystal powering the device. But before the transfer of power can be completed, the Illithids broke past the defenses and attacked. Using their psionic abilities to overtake the minds of four of the family's mages, drug them from the spell, uh, the spell circle, leaving only one mage who was strong enough to resist their psychic control. Running out of time, the family leader and the only remaining mage within the circle used themselves as the only magical conduit to finish powering the vice, taking on the full force of the moon's magic and sacrificing their own life in the process. But the sacrifice was not to be in vain. 
and the result was the activation of the device and with it the creation of a magical barrier whose spell would force out and keep at bay all beings with psychic abilities, pushing back and ending the threat of the deepest, most dangerous creatures the Underdark had to offer. The barrier producing a mind-numbing wavelength of sound that resonates with those with psychic abilities and makes it impossible for them to near the barrier's influence. This barrier, to this day, prevents the Illithids, or those under their control, from being able to approach the city itself, and thus the five families and their creation were able to protect their new homeland. Over the generations, these families rose to power as more refugees from the surface came to harbor within the barrier's walls, and eventually the nameless city was created. Now these five original families rule over the city in the form of the Dragonite Syndicate, the leader of which has always been the acting head of the fifth family in honor of the final mage's sacrifice for the creation of the device and the protection of the city. I'm sorry, does that mean that I'm ruler of these people? No, your father is. My father, all right. Holy shit, Misty. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get, we get, we get a copy of this? Yeah, sure. No, because it's fucking badass. I want it. Thank you. I also want to, again, I want to read I it. I want to read this book that we're creating. <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. Yep. Like, I, holy uh, shit. And I mean that is with the highest of praise. Thank you. <laughs> it makes you a lot more sense. You are trying to write a book for ages and this one just writes a story I in like know. a fucking week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, I spent a couple days trying to figure out like the origins of the city because I also had to tie it in with what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for our characters. Mm-hmm. And because they lived in their entire lives in the Underdark. And I had to give a reason why. I also, Ani wanted to be royalty, so I made a royalty. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> all three of our families are from these original five families. All right. Okay? Ani's family has and always has been the leaders of the Dragonite Syndicate. And they are the tiebreakers when ties come along, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. in the syndicate and when they make decisions and everything like that. Um, the crystal catchers are a deep gnome family. Um, gnomes are known for like their crafting and their ability to create like machines and things like that. The silent hammer family are um, Durgar, which are um, they're dwarves, but like under dark dwarves. Mm-hmm. And all I can show you guys pictures of those kinds of things. Um, the third family, Drow family, that's where my character mm-hmm. is from. Um, they have, they're very book-based people in that they do a lot of heavy research. Um, but they are one of the main families in charge with the protection of the outer walls of the city. Um, the Kell family, which is uh, Aaron's family. And they're a clan of vampires and Damphir. Um, so Aaron, one of your parents would be a vampire. The other one would not be. Mm -hmm. You can really just pick whatever one you want it to be. As long as it's not like a, a bird person or something like that. (laughs) Like as long as it looks like more humanoid (laughs) than not, you're fine. Um, but one of your parents would be a vampire. The other one wasn't, I'll let you decide like how that's going to go. Okay. Um, but one of your parents would be 
the or it doesn't even have to be the leader of the family you like if you want it to be the leader of your family to be your aunt or whatever like that's Mm -hmm, fine too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i'll leave most of like the family crafting stuff to you guys you just have to tell me names and stuff like that so we can work ani's family is a little more specific because there's a very particular role that they're Mm -hmm. going to fill so i'll get a little more specific with you um ani (laughs) if you you make yourself siblings that's fine they just have to be younger than you that's fine for that purpose Um, and your she father. she has to be the heir. Yeah. Yes. The and, the and Ani, um, your father is the one who's currently the head of the count of the syndicate. Okay. Just so you're Got aware. it. Um, Daddy. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> then the fifth family, obviously, that's Ani's family. They're, they've been in charge. They've always been in charge. Um, I actually have lore for Aaron's family. Um, a little more lore. So I mentioned the Moonweaver, which is mm-hmm. the uh, goddess whose abilities come directly from the moon. Um, she that's her symbol is an upside down uh, moon. She's a real goddess in D anD. d So like I have a bunch of shit I can send you about her. Um, but she is where your magic comes from. She is where the magic of your entire family comes from. They have long since been able to get their magic from the Moonweaver and have had her blessing for a very long time and Um, how are we going to screw that up (laughs) she enjoys chaos though okay moonweaver is a chaotic good deity um of moonlight and autumn and uh she also really enjoys illusions and misdirection Mm -hmm. so when i I, when i picked a god for like part of the lore i'm just like somebody enjoys chaos and not like devout religious anything so mm-hmm. okay and you said it uh, was moon and fall autumn yeah. autumn moon and autumn yeah so which is the most beautiful aesthetic i think she could have chosen for me right yes. uh-huh. i mm-hmm. thought you'd enjoy that so she knows you already so I, well I, <laughs> it must be your fault I'm 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 giving all the credit to her because she's miss researcher so she can pinpoint us yeah drop that's a pin. True. To be fair, like even before we started talking, Ani told me a lot about you. (laughs) My point. (laughs) I must tell everyone about bestest. (laughs) All good things, by the way, just so we're clear. All good things. 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 (laughs) Um, There are two moons in Exandria, and your piece needs to weave them. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. However, you've only ever seen one of them. Mm. So, and which is Katha, which is spelled C A T H A. Okay. Now, but you mean only the Kells have seen the one moon, or like everyone in the Arndark has only seen the one moon? No, Aaron is one of the only people have to have seen. Um, so nobody in the Underdark goes to the surface, with very few exceptions, and that's scouting parties that get sent out there. Now. My particular cara- character, her name is Jazara, and she is uh, a daughter of a drow family is considered a den. They're a matriarchal family. Her grandmother is the one who's in charge. They live a very long time because mm-hmm. they're elves. Um, and her grandmother is the one who's in charge. Her grandmother is a bitch. Jazara is a half drow. She's not a full Mm. drow. And that has a lot of negative connotations in drow Mm -hmm. society of being a half drow. Um, Her mother is the drow. Uh, Her mother is currently not here, but not, nobody's really sure where she is. Hmm. Um, 
but as such, because just, uh, Jazara could not really live up to a lot of the expectations that her family had, they weren't really great anyway, because she's a half drow, so she's never really going to live up to any of them anyway. She <laughs> kind of ignored the more spellcrafty based areas of the family, and she got involved in the protection of the city side of it. And from a very young age, trained to be a fighter and to protect the city itself from elithids and other things like that. But as such, and because they didn't really care so much because she was only half drow, she was one of the people sent to the surface a lot. Full drow have uh, extreme light sensitivity, so okay. they have a really hard time going to the uh, to the surface. That are nearly blind in real daylight. Mm -hmm. um, as a half drow, she doesn't have that problem, so it was easier for them to send her up there. What she encounters along the way, nobody really cared. Um, but as such, she's been to the surface where the moon is and where you can actually physically see it. And I have kind of created the idea that all three of our characters are friends because they're about the same age and everything like that. And the, the nameless city just ain't I that big. I can't wait to like read or come across or play out our origin story. I know. Of how we all meet. Oh, I, I will tell you part of what's going to happen just so it doesn't catch you guys off guard when we first do it. Um, because we'll be spending some time in the Underdark, but we're going to spend a lot of time on the surface because I'm doing mm -hmm. some shit. So, okay. Um, <laughs> some, real darn root. some real dangerous shit. So we're going <laughs> to, um, but I've got the idea that our families, uh, all know each other, but you and I, all three of us know each other a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and we've known each other for most of our lives. And Jazara is one of the only ones who've gone to the surface has seen an unobstructed view of the moon. I've also put it because that original family of um, Aaron's family called upon the power of the moon, did it through a crack that is in the top of the Underdark, okay. where you can see the moon. However, since then, a tunnel has been built directly over to it, leading from the crack down to the ground. And at the base of that, where only the people who were there at the base can see it, is where Aaron's family lives. Okay. Because they're the people of the Moonweaver, and they get their power from the moon, and they're the only ones who see it. But you see it from a very tiny, like, sliver, so you can only see it for, like, a certain amount of time every night. And probably um, at different parts of the year, it gets a little harder yeah. to see. Yeah. And because Spells of that... Spells come a great effect on that. At one point, because Jazara does travel to the surface and knows how to get there, she's taken, at the very least, Aaron, probably both of you, to the surface at some point and so you can see the moon that's how you discovered there's more than one moon and you're the okay. only one in your family who has seen the second moon so I love it. you may I love play it. with that as you like but you were aware that there are two moons also by the way second moon is red and it's haunted so does it have a name or do i not know that yet um I just know you, that it's there. you wouldn't know it it does have a name but you would not know it Okay. okay, so I did send you an article on the uh, Moonweaver, so you I can look at that, Aaron. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so you uh, you know there's a second moon. You don't know it's haunted. You do know it's red, and you don't know its name. <laughs> Things we'll learn as we go. So also the map I showed you guys, Wildmount. You guys have no clue what that looks like. Neither does okay. my character. Not a fucking clue. Never really been that far away from one of the entrances into the Underdark. Never really explored much of it. But what is directly above you is a frozen wasteland. There ain't a lot of nothing. It's just a lot of mountains and ice and some trees. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. I will be happy to send you guys the origin story of the place um, when we are done this evening. Mm -hmm. uh, a little more 
lore of just understanding. There's a couple things you guys are going to have to pick. You don't have to pick it right now, but you will have to pick it later. Um, Ani, your character, mostly deals in spellcasting. Um, but if you want a physical weapon, I do recommend having one just as a backup. You can pick whatever kind of physical weapon you want. Um, I'll send you a list of available because what you can have depends on what you're qualified to have as a spellcaster. Okay. okay? It doesn't have to be anything like prominent and right up the front that you use all the time, but you're going to have to carry something. So, I mean, you don't actually have to carry something if you don't want. Uh, no, I'm, I'm smart. I want to have an actual weapon along with my magical weapons. Okay, because I was going to say, punching somebody in the face in D&D, really ineffective. Yeah, <laughs> Super I'm... Super ineffective. No, I'm not going like, to roll for that and then go with a two and be like, well, I'm fucked. It averages <laughs> exactly. at... Exactly. <laughs> it is. And I will say, as, as a spell cat, as a sorcerer, sorry, your sorry. physical, like, punching capabilities, not great. No, not great. So, yeah, average at one point of damage per punch in the face. So don't <laughs> go for that route. Ah, Aaron, I'm weak. Your character is a very interesting middle ground between her character and my character. You have a shit ton of magic. And we are on a spectrum here, and I did do it on purpose. Ani has the greatest well of magical abilities and powers, mm-hmm. and the widest range of magical abilities and powers. Mm-hmm. My character has very limited and very few magical powers, and is definitely more of a physical combat based character. You, lovely Aaron, sit at the direct intersection of both. You have a shit ton of magical abilities, but your punching in the face is a lot more effective than Ani's punching in the face. So, (laughs) you also. Effective face punching. Yes. You are also capable of being the most armored character. And uh, so, like, the. Oh, so I'm the tank? Kind of? No, I am the tank. She's the tank. Okay. I'm going to be the tank. tank. See, I I know what these words mean sometimes, but then. (laughs) That's fair. I, I use them incorrectly. We'll see. You also have the greatest amount of healing capabilities because Ani has none. She has no healing capabilities. Right. I have very limited healing capabilities, but I do have some. And you For have all that the- magic power that I wield. I cannot yeah. heal. Nope. Don't That's get greedy. Counter- <laughs> That's the counterbalance. Let me tell you, the attack spells you have do fucking more damage than almost anything else. But right. you have no healing capability. You also have very limited physical capabilities, too. You're the squishiest character, my dear. I'm the squishy one. <laughs> you are the squishy character. Erin is the most defense-capable character. She's going to be really fucking hard to hit. And when she hits you, it's going to hurt. So, my character, yeah. <laughs> Which is great, because she has the most healing capabilities, too. <laughs> so, okay, we're so she get out. hit, won't even get a point off, and then I'll I'll get hit with like a dirt in the face, and I'll be like, yeah. help! Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly <laughs> the way it is. My character is the one that is her. She's an archer, so her capabilities are long range. A lot of our capabilities are long range, but because there's only three of us, that's a good thing. Try to keep the enemies away from you. But my character will have the most hit points going on, so she's going to be the one standing between you and anything that comes at you. So specifically, it's going to knock that arrow and like just splatter and just go to town. Yeah, that's exactly the way I created her. Um, So I have the idea that all of our characters know each other. They've known each other for a really long time behind me. Um, Aaron can create how she knows everybody. However, you'd like Uh, Jazara is personally training to learn to become as best of a physical fighter as she can because she's going her goal is to one day be a part of Ani's guard. Like her personal guard. So okay, cool. Just cool. technical question because that's awesome. Of uh, but how do we spell Jazara? Because oh. I'm writing this down. 
that's fair. Uh, J A Z, and then there's a little uh little apostrophe. Li- yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then an, a capital Z, and then lowercase A R A. Okay. All right. And what did what did we decide on? Valkyria. Valkaria. Valkaria. Sorry. You're fine. You're good. Valkyria sounds more like a drag <laughs> queen. I'm. <laughs> That's fair. It's going to end uh, when we do play the D&D. Um, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say Ani, I'll say Valkyria. So right. I'll, I'll call you guys by your names. Or if I fuck up your name, say something. Because yeah. I think I fucked up the way I said it just now. So um, We're not but, playing uh, it. Nobody exists. Yeah, no one exists That's yet. Fair. But um, Aaron, you're more than welcome to figure out how you know Ani, how you know me, like whatever you'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be fun uh, seeing like three different like origin stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this I've is got- where I'm gonna get lost in the weeds, though, is because I'm gonna be like, Ooh. yeah, same. I'm That's like, fuck, how did I meet everybody? That's fair. Um, I'll pull. I can pull you out of it and give you like, if you want, like a little more of a limitation of like, what does this mean, or how does this, how does my family fit? Your family, Aaron, mm-hmm. has a lot of responsibility, and I see all of the five families have their own responsibilities within the city. Ani's mm-hmm. family's mostly in charge. My family is in charge of a lot of the defense. Your family, very specifically, as I can pull this up, because I wrote it down already, because I gave your family some shit they got to do deal with. <laughs> You're responsible for um, the religious shit, because most of the people there do worship the Moonweaver, um, the spiritual side of things, the, uh, if, like, when people get hurt, you guys are the only people with the ability to do anything about it. So it doesn't okay. matter what, if it's a curse, if it's an injury or whatever, you're also responsible for dealing with a lot of the disagreements. So you guys are mediators oh, the, in a lot okay. of ways, um, which is Can great because- Can I ask a question? Sure. On the, like, responsible for religious stuff, are we talking more like Catholic church stuff or Egyptian- Pantheons type Egyptian thing. The entirety priest. of the- um, it no church shit. <laughs> like, well, I mean, just like the strict shit. religious, or like, or is it like where you're like the head of a the cults of you know like the gods and goddesses and stuff. For the Moonweaver specifically, it would be much more of an open interpretation, so okay. it's much less of a strict thing. Um, you guys hold the only place that the, in the city that you can see the moon, so you might host like um, events and things like that. Oh festival, yeah, you, things you, like that. You guys hold so you, like the harvest or the equinoxes, yeah. solstices, solstices. Yeah, yeah. The, the only place you can see the moon. The so like, there's a giant. It's a device that has been made to go up to the ceiling so that you can block off the moon, and then you might be able to open it during certain times of the year so people can see it and stuff like that too. So you're welcome to play with that however you'd like. You just have to tell me at some point. So, um, the other when, family. What point would that be so I can give myself a timeline? Um, we are, are, if you guys want to play sooner than later, I think, Ani, the next thing that we're recording is, um, Goblet of Fire. Yes, Goblet is yeah. next. So, so is that if, next Tuesday? Is the idea? Yes. That's next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If and we that, watch you're all in that too. So we'll either split Goblet of Fire into two different days, or we watch it all in one sitting, and so the first D&D episode will be two weeks from now. Okay. So two Tuesdays from now. Mm-hmm. So... Um, 
And I will say the very first thing, this way you have an idea of what's going on. One of the first things we're going to be doing is escaping the Underdark because the Illithids are back. All right. And uh, Ani, your dad gives us a really good reason to run. So. I don't like that, but okay. You fucked up. Did you get another tattoo? (laughs) To be (laughs) (laughs) fair. noticed i know <laughs> did you screw up again god <laughs> to be fair it's not at all Ani's fault okay. no i i just like to give her shit that's fair i do too <laughs> it's fun <laughs> but it's not Ani's character's fault that we have to run um i Is intend it to... <laughs> it's yours it's your fault absolutely you fucked um, up a ritual now we gotta go <laughs> i'll tell you this that way you guys don't have to panic too much about like your origin stories and all that because we mm-hmm. can develop some of it as we go um we're gonna start it off with the escape from the underdark because it is under attack ani's dad gives us an extremely good reason that we need to leave and we need to leave to the surface mm-hmm. so it is being invaded and we got to get the fuck out of dodge um now how old are we when all this is happening oh that's a good question yes that's gonna are we is this gonna be i mean it's us so it's gonna be explicit so but are well, we're we not teenagers by any stretch of the imagination. Like, um, are we in our youth? Like, are we 17? Are we in our 20s? Like, um, so we're all a different Should species. we be married by now, but we're all disappointing everybody? <laughs> yeah. I think we're on the verge of that age. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'm so 27. <laughs> each of our characters. I have each- no prospects. <laughs> and I'm frightened. Oh, help us all. Um, <laughs> So you should take into account when it comes to age the fact that each of our characters are a different species and each of us have a different lifespan. Right, we we age um, differently. Oh yeah, Ani's, how long do I age? How do I age? Ani's tiefling is they live longer than humans, but it is closer to the age of humans. You can easily hit a hundred without having to worry about it. Um, your uh, Aaron, your character age will kind of depend on what kind of species your second parent is if it's a human you're still looking at an extended life like you're you're easily hitting mm-hmm. your hundreds and somethings um has mm-hmm. a half drow uh if i hit 500 it's not going to be a surprise to anybody so because drow so are you going to be a little older us. than us or because you'll be like maturing slower or probably yeah because like if yeah. i tell somebody like i'm 40 it's not a i'm 40 it's like i'm an elf a half elf right. like 20 yeah so, so okay um, also gotcha. i will say nobody knows who jazara's father is okay. so uh what species they they are might come into play into how old she lives and stuff like that so. does jazara know who her, who her father nope. is okay mommy kept that one a secret <laughs> it was yeah, i didn't tell her before she left so she has no clue so i was planning to tell you on your 50th birthday <laughs> yes she's a she can be a, a little um a little older i i don't really plan on throwing it out there but you can get the general sense of okay. it minimum mid-20s ideas right. now you said that jazara's mom has is, is nowhere to be seen hmm. who raised jazara or how was kind she of raised? like a collective family situation okay. her mother was present until like the half elf drow equivalent of about 12 Okay. And then she just kind of disappeared. Nobody really knows why. Some people think it was the Illithids. Some people think she just left. Nobody's really sure. Got it. 
So, um, but yeah, so the for one of the first things we're going to do in the campaign uh, is despite the fact that we all love the Underdark, we are escaping the Underdark. So I have more questions. Are our parents what? for me and Aaron, are, are they do we have both sets of parents? Is one dead? Is one are they all in the picture? That's up to you. You just okay. have to have a dad because I've already written that into the mythology. I have so. to have a dad. All right. You have to have a dad. He's the one in charge. Everything else is you can do what you want. Got it. So um, that also means, Aaron, um, you don't have to be the direct descendant of like the head of your family if you want to be like okay. an offshoot or whatever. Like that's fine. Okay. Um, like my Jazara's mother is like one of many siblings, not many siblings, but like two, two or three siblings, and mm-hmm. she is not the next head. But uh, Drow, like elves, do not have children very often, so there aren't a lot of like she doesn't really have cousins for the most part. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't matter because she's not going to inherit anyway because she's a half drow. So, okay. But uh, yeah, you guys can play with your families however you would like to. As long as Ani's got a dad that's alive, it doesn't matter. So, but uh, you can do like in. But in all honesty, um, if you were seriously committed to making it your mother that was alive and said that's fine, we'll we'll switch it. No, no, it's fine. One of your parents just has to be alive. It doesn't that's matter. Um, is there uh, what do you call it? Um, mixed. Um, marriages and stuff like that. Yes. Amongst races. So, like, my, my mom doesn't have to be a tiefling. She can be something else. True. Yes. Okay. One of my parents has to be different, though. Okay. One yeah. of your parents has to be a vampire, whatever the other one is. You can do what you want. I'll mm-hmm. send you guys a list of, like, species of the Underdark so you can, like, get a look. Like, there's gnomes and Duragon yeah. and stuff like that, too. Like, if one of your relatives is a drow or a half drow or whatever, that's fine. Um, but uh, so you guys can like play with that as as you want. Like that's there's no strict lines on that. Just the head of each family is that species. Like the head of Aaron's family mm-hmm. is a vampire. Like the head of Ani's family is a tiefling, right. and so forth. So, but uh, but yeah. So like there's there's no real like uh, I'm not gonna limit that kind of stuff. Like you guys can do what you want for that. So, but um, but yeah, you got some more questions for me? Not yet. That's not fine. yet. Yeah. So don't. Uh, don't worry if you don't have it all figured out by the time like we get we get there. If you even if you just have like your immediate family figured out, like that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Like you don't have to like it create a giant epic family tree of generations getting <laughs> back to the original people. That's fine um, because uh, like you don't. In all honesty, I can send you resources to do that, but you don't have to. Um, but uh, if you just have like your own little families figured out, like that's fine. how big your families are. Like if you have like this giant. Like Ani's real family, where you have a bunch of cousins and all that stuff, or if it's more no. like my family, where it's just like two or three people, like that's fine. Yeah. So you guys can have. We're like, keeping it small. Yeah, you guys can have whatever dynamic you want. Does not matter. Um, like if you like if you guys wanted to be like distantly related in some way, like if uh, Aaron's non-vampire parent and Ani's uh, mother are somehow related, that's fine too. Like you guys can be related to Jazara Jiz- in some ways. Twice you want to removed, <laughs> right? Yeah, like if if Aaron's uh, non-vampire parent is a Drow who happens to be related to Jazara, like that's fine too. Like you guys can. I don't have any issues connecting any of that in any way. Just know that they're all friends. So mm-hmm. that's just because I'm kind of coming up with a with a something to connect to her, mm-hmm. but maybe that's it would fine. be good if we're family somehow. That's fine. Yeah. Like, you can, I, but like, again, like distant, and it's like, well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> but we I like each other. Thinking of having my mom be like part drow, just so I can have the extra, you know, years to 
I don't have that's a freaking human timeline. That's I'm fair. Gonna, I'm going to have that. to do some thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys, honestly, doesn't bother me. So whatever you decide, we'll just go with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we might be related in ways you don't know because nobody has any idea who Jazara's dad is. So Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it'll be an interesting little twist. I do like one of the things I told you like I figured a little too much out is I've plotted far down the line <laughs> of, like figuring some of that stuff out. I so, like that. But um I'll send you guys a list of like um like I mentioned the Jurgar, there's deep gnomes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. If you guys want to mm-hmm. play any of that into your family and um, all that's normal. So you Ooh. guys can throw that in there. So Ooh. um I want to throw but, a demon into mine. Aren't tieflings well, you aren't have to have enough? a demonic ancestor because you're a tiefling, and all tieflings have at least one demonic ancestor. So yeah, but I want more than one. <laughs> she wants a whole ass demon. <laughs> the whole ass demon. Well, then you can look at the nine hells and see which layer of hell your family comes from. So there we go. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, just the only other thing to know is with none of you had ever been to the surface until Jazara took you for the first time to, up there mm-hmm. to see it. And she'd got sent up there at like a a very late teens, early 20s kind of a situation. Huge brand new experience for her. She saw the sky for the first time, like, holy shit. <laughs> um, and then my assumption would have been that one of you would have asked to go with her to like see the surface after she tells you like, holy shit, I saw the surface and everything like that. I saw the actual moon like yeah. all the time. And uh, uh, that there's more than one moon is a huge revelation, but something that's, you know, if if it's like the only the three of them know that there's a second moon or the people who do the scouting parties, if it's like a secret, like if it's blasphemy, that there's a second moon all of a sudden, you know, like Aaron can figure that out because the moon waver's her domain. So, mm-hmm. so you can cool. figure that out. However, you're like how you reacted to there being a second moon. Like that's up to you. It is still haunted. You don't know that. Uh, that's something they're figuring out in their ongoing campaign. Actually, is <laughs> moon's haunted. That's great. So, um, they don't cycle at the same time. Katha, which is the bigger moon, which is the one that you can see, um, is operates more like our moon. And the other one, um, it turns slower, so it, it doesn't have the same cycle of like full and waning and all that. It's a much mm-hmm. longer cycle. And it rises and sets uh, at a slightly different pace than the other one does. So Random times throughout our campaign, Aaron just starts talking in tongues. And we're just like, what's going on? <laughs> there you uh, go. So, it's the other moon. <laughs> it's the other moon. Eyes go red. Like, <gasps> My moony so, sense is kicking in. There you go. So um, you can have complete creative freedom with your own families and stuff like that. As long as those little pieces are in there. That's fine. Okay. So, um don't you love and, how we all point at the at the at screen? The screen. And nobody thinks none of us can see it. We've only I mean I do it too, because I like I'm I'll be asking a question and pointing, and it's like she can't fucking see what you're doing, Eric. So yeah. Alrighty. Um any questions before we end it for the evening? No. No. I'm just so ready to start. Well, I have to go right. Like that 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 is the overwhelming feeling right now. Well, yeah, I have to but go I'm, right. I'm just so ready to get the ball rolling on all mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just glad to have people that are actually interested in playing so <laughs> just like who um i it'll it'll be multiple episodes where we stop it's just where like per episode we'll just be wherever right. we'll mm-hmm. be. so um definitely gonna like it it'll also depend to like on how um how free Aaron is because like ani and i automatically put away tuesdays to the side but yeah like, yeah. So and stuff like that too, because we don't. But we can always, to... you know, we can always manage and just move things around. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll so, just tell them and, Tuesdays are taken for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> and two, like they're broken up a little bit by watching like other things that Ani and I have to watch for the yeah. podcast and stuff like that. Okay. So because we're She'll still be here next Tuesday anyways for Goblet. Yeah, that's true. So um, if we watch all of Goblet in like one sitting, um, it's it's still two weeks worth of episodes. So if you guys want the yeah. next Tuesday off to continue to write. Like that's fine. Go over stuff. Have, have a mini encounter instead, off off of recording and stuff like that. We could do that too. Um, it's however the cards fall, but we can do stuff like that too. That way, mm-hmm. the very first like actual things you guys do, because I could do like a mini setting of like a day in the life of like you, you know, as us in the Underdark and stuff like okay. that. If you guys want to get a feel for your characters and stuff like that too, so we can okay. do that. Cool. So, and we can do that all off, off recording and stuff like that, just to get used to the character sheets and all that. So we can do it however you'd like. Um, just awesome. let me know and we'll work with it. So. Perfect. But next week is Goblet of Fire. So yes, we got all, we got to go watch Harry put his life on the line again. So. <laughs> again. Did you put your name with a Goblet of Fire? Huh? See, that's the more like human reaction though, but we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> what the fuck, kid? What the fuck? just like why is it always you child so that's that's literally why did i assign myself to you that's what it is Um, honestly (laughs) all righty i guess then because i gotta bounce because i gotta gotta, i've got an early meeting tomorrow morning um i got one at 10 sign off for the podcast yes yes it is still technically recording i don't know how much of this i'm gonna leave in there but like it's still recording either way yeah um Thank you all for listening to a very brief discussion of being in your 30s and a lot of just session zero of the podcast D&D session. Because I think we said like five sentences about turning 30 and like being 30. Yeah, but we spent a- I think about an hour just bullshitting about turning 30 and then we jumped right into Dungeons and Dragons and that took about the next three hours. But that's fair because we're celebrating my birthday and I like to talk about D&D more and I like to talk about the fact that I'm getting older. So- it is your birthday episode, so it's all the D&D. All the, the world is your oyster. The world is my 30-year-old oyster. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Ah! <laughs> the world is my 30-year-old oyster. Oh, That's a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, well, no. it's it's still better than Ani's most recent idea for a t-shirt, so. <laughs> Which was what? That. Apples. Which was the apple one. Oh, the apples, yeah. Even I know that, and I haven't... I thought I came up with something after Apple, so... No. I regret everything when it comes to those apples. But thank you all for listening to this, and uh, I hope you guys are looking forward to some D&D, some interesting lore, um, and we're gonna be setting the stage. The next episode is Goblet of Fire, for the record. It's not D&D. It is Goblet of Fire. Yeah, it's Goblet of Fire. And then uh, D&D in a couple of weeks. So, uh, until next time until next time y'all let's see what we come up with then tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns there's gonna be a merch shirt that i'm gonna regret (laughs) just know it we've all got one (laughs) that's fair that is that is accurate well actually does ani have one i don't have one Oh, you don't regret that. I don't have one turn. that I regret. It's, it's, it's coming. Your turn. My turn is coming. <laughs>